With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Divisional round recap. Today is Saturday. Recording this at nighttime. And two games just finished. The Chiefs beat the Jaguars 27 to 20, and the Eagles beat the Giants 38 to 7. I want to start with the Chiefs and Jaguars game first because it was the most entertaining game of the day. And I just want to get your guys' thoughts on it before we do that. You know, how's your Saturday going, guys? My Saturday's going good. Eagles won. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about the Chiefs and Jags first. My Saturday's going good. I wonder about you guys. You know, we had. Eagles fan, we got a Giants fan here. That was the more interesting game to me, at least for a pick a side. You know what? I appreciate you grooved me in as a Giants fan because you know what? No, there the there were very the there were very few, very very few, and to to accomplish what they did, of course, you know, I'm happy to be a part of that group for sure. Um, but not a bad Saturday. Uh, was able to cope a little bit. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Was able to to cope through ways of gambling. Shout out to to our boys over at Boom Fantasy. Um, but but really, but what really was unfortunate. Really was seeing Patrick Mahomes go on to the next round. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely happy that it seems like he's okay. The X-rays were negative, but we really that's what I would have liked to see the most. Truthfully, my Saturday was fantastic. I mean, Chiefs Jaguars game. That game was such a blast, and I tried Mojo's liquid player props today. I won some. With Travis Kelsey, I won big time because I took the over on his receptions, and I kept getting paid more because the line was at seven, and then he finished with 14. He went up 100%, and you, you want to know what's crazy? Boston Scott, if you would have p- placed money on him to score a touchdown in this game, which he's had, I think, 11 in his career now, he went up 350%. Damn. Yeah, yeah against the Giants, he's a murderer. He's a yeah, murderer. So yeah. I, I was he playing around with Giants. the, I was playing around with the player props. I had a lot of fun. I made some money. I, I think I returned about like ten percent of my money. So that that was good. And and we saw the the Eagles do what they were supposed to do to the Giants. And we saw Danny Dimes turn into Danny Nichols, and all those people. <laughs> you know, it's funny because it, we released a recap to the Giants and Vikings video right as it happened. Everybody in the comments, look, give the Giants their credit. Oh, Daniel Jones still got to go execute. You see what happens when he's up against an actual great team. The Vikings were a laughing stock, a laughing stock. And I went in the comments of the Eagles and and, um, Giants recap, and it was slamming my boy Riv. They was like, stop acting like it's this huge gap. 
in terms of rosters. And it, it had the most likes on the video. That was ridiculous. So we, we, we that was deserve, a crazy comment. You picked that was a Giants. crazy comment. <laughs> you, picked the, you picked the Giants. No, but for real. You no, I picked the Giants for sure. But in terms of rosters, that was never in doubt. The Eagles were always the better team. But the better no team doubt. doesn't always win. Except 100%. today. <laughs> so I just think it's funny. You know, we release these videos fast and people give their opinions rightfully so. And, you know, they call us out when we're wrong. So let's call call them out when they're wrong. No, fair enough. I'm also part of them being wrong also, but not like that. Not like that. Never. The roster was never comparable. I thought this is a team of destiny, though. See, that's one thing I'm willing to. See, look, we want to talk about the Chiefs and Jags. I knew this was going to turn into <laughs> talking about the Giants first. So can we just do that? Can we talk about the Giants first? It's we didn't even like get through. We didn't even that. get through Riv's day and how he was. See, you started talking. It was so your day was mostly just. No, maybe. my day. My day was reassuring me that Daniel Jones is. Good. He's not nothing else. He's that. That's it. You know that's, what? Hey, my day was fantastic. I'm fine with that. You made a fine statement. I'm very happy with the statement you just made because you know what? You're not oblivious and that's I'm cool with or you're not. You're not trying to speak something that isn't f- the truth. Oh, you're that's all I've been here. saying. All I've been saying. Uh, he's, he's good. Uh, I haven't said you just called him I've Danny said. Nichols. He was like Danny Nichols tonight. He was throwing Nichols out throwing, there. Throwing, so that's what I'm wondering. So, see, that's strike. what I'm wondering. See, so now so you, you think Daniel Jones played bad. See, this is why. Do we want to talk about the Chiefs? He completed 55% of his passes. Do we oh, want to talk about the Chiefs and Jaguars? Or do we want to talk about the Giants? We want to talk about the Giants. All right. You want to For starters, my day was great. See, no, no. That's obviously we needed to talk. We need to hear that. My day was great. You know, I went to the gym. Um. Just watch some football, yeah. Just wanted to get out there. I had a great day today, just uh, FYI. I'm not going to slander right. anybody today. So but let's. I guess we'll talk about. We'll talk oh, about the. By Giants the way, over first. thirty minutes. Over thirty minutes, undoubtedly. No doubt. So we'll talk about the Giants, and the Eagles game, thirty-eight to seven. It was not close. I mean, we previewed this game, on the last football pod, and. We all thought it was going to be comfortable. I'm not sure about Dells because, you know, Dells be flipping more than usual nowadays. I mean, God, he, you know, on Twitter, he said that I, all I've been saying all along about Daniel Jones is that I'd wait to pay him. Bro, you just said last recap <laughs> that he has no flaws. Oh, I still God. said I'd wait a, a You year said to pay he's him. he he has great traits and he has no flaws. Now you're saying you wait to pay him. Traits. Come on, Mister Flip you know, aside. I'm catching on to you, Dells. I'm catching on to you. Shout yo, out to Joel, my brother. First and foremost, yo, that's a that's a cute pillow in the background. I just realized. Thank you, bro. Appreciate yeah, that. You get some good back, back support. support right now. It's phenomenal, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just thought, listen, the Eagles are a way better team than the Giants. That's all it is. I didn't even take notes for this game. I really did not because. They dominated every single facet. The Giants could not run the ball when you asked Andy Jones to drive back and pass. Once pressure came there, there wasn't really many places to go with the ball, but there were some times where he would miss open receivers because he's a player that Brian Dable has dialed up great plays for him all season. And he goes, okay, these two should be open based on this coverage. And then when those things are not open, Daniel Jones he just doesn't look as good when he has to anticipate at a high level. And after that first interception that James Bradbury had on Daniel Jones, you could see every throw after that, Daniel Jones was kind of hesitating. He wasn't trusting the breaks on the routes. Uh, So I thought Daniel Jones didn't have a good game. I didn't expect him to have a good game. This is the Eagles defense we're talking about. You know, they can lock up your receivers. They can lock up your run game. So it was, I thought this performance by him was predictable 
And the Eagles dominated their offensive line. I didn't think the Giants defensive line was able to do much most of the game. Devontae Smith came up big. Jalen Hurts was running the ball, and I thought that was a positive sign. And I loved that Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni dialed up a shot play for Jalen Hurts early in the game. That first drive, let's get you going. Let's see, let's get that shoulder loose. Let's draw up a shot play. So I loved all of that. But this is just a common story of a way better team beating up on a team that lacked talent. The Giants and Giants fans should be proud of this season. There is no doubt. Them going to the Super Bowl, that was <laughs> always a doubt. That was never going to happen at all. And for as much praise as we're going to give the Giants in their season, Brian Dable is a great coach. Joe Shane has made some good moves. There's a lot of question marks because a lot of players are free agents. Saquon Barkley is a free agent. Daniel Jones is a free agent. I don't know if they're going to pay those two. I don't know what's going to happen. But it, there is a, a question mark about their future because if they pay Daniel Jones and they don't pay Saquon, now that eliminates your running game. How Can you replace Saquon? I don't know. Can Daniel Jones select the same quarterback if he doesn't have Saquon? I don't know. And Daniel Jones, you can't get off from him. He's the best option you have currently available. So it's going to be an offseason with a lot of questions. I'm going to be curious to see how they handle it. But this was a fantastic season, and they exceeded – expectations 100% and the Eagles it's going to be a very good matchup versus the 49ers or the Cowboys you know I think it's the Cowboys so we're going to see but it's going to be an awesome matchup we can't wait I'm just going to go next boys I'm assuming that's okay um first and foremost congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles they'll be going to the NFC championship game they've been arguably the best team in football the entire season and they continue to be dominant today. This wasn't even a contest. No way around it. Giants simply were just not on the Eagles' level from the start. And it really started early when the Giants decided to go for it on fourth and eight. And obviously in Eagles territory. So it wasn't insane. But it was kind of insane for the fact that it was four and eight. Why don't you just take the points? That's the only thing that I would have liked, especially early on. Give your guys a boost. To say that you're getting on the scoreboard, they go for it. Horrible, horrible play. Ends up giving the ball back to Philadelphia. Philadelphia's offense basically was rolling the entire day. Whether it was passing the football, running the football, Miles Sanders looked like a superstar again. He was unbelievable. Kenny Gainwell and his opportunities, he made the most of it. Had a, over 100 yards rushing. But Smitty, Goddard, these two guys carried in the passing game as well. And most, more importantly, I'm just happy to see that Jalen Hurts looks like this injury is not even a concern. He was talking earlier this weekend saying that he won't be 100%. He's nowhere near 100%. I mean, he looked damn near close to 100 today. He looked phenomenal. But that also goes into the, to, to the offensive line. They barely allowed any pressure. At one point, I think the Giants lay in the fourth only had gotten three pressures on Jalen Hurts. I mean, the offensive line was amazing. But all around, great game plan. Nick Sirianni drew up a great game plan for Jalen Hurts, and he executed to basically perfection. Uh, to speak about the Giants, of course, because that's what you guys want to hear. I have mixed emotions because, yes, Brian Dable is one of the primary reasons why the Giants were able to have so much success. And Daniel Jones as well, why he was able to succeed. But I, I would be remiss to say that Brian Dable coached a good game. If you think that Brian Dable coached a good game today, you're out of your mind. To go for it on fourth and eight there was very bold. And then ironically, to not go for it on fourth and eight on, on fourth down in the fourth quarter to give the ball back to the Eagles and then basically not see the ball for the rest of the game, essentially because the Eagles basically ran out the clock. It seemed as if they dominated that 
that ball the entire fourth quarter. And the Giants weren't able to get back onto the field. The Eagles just ran the clock, and that was basically the game right there. So it was just crazy to me how you go for it on fourth and eight when it's a clear situation that you should just take the points. But in the situation where you have to go, you're down by three scores, you decide to give the ball back to the Eagles, where you understand your defense can't stop a nosebleed right now. That was interesting to me. Of course, to talk about Daniel Jones. I wouldn't say he had a good game, no way, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you he had a bad game. The pressure was in his face essentially the entire game. The right side of the offensive line is simply not good. Evan Neal has to come back next season and be better. Saquon Barkley, it was unfortunate they weren't able to establish the run game earlier. It was very obvious that once that they got the run game going, but at that point it was way too late. And by they got the run game going, it was that one drive that they ended up scoring a touchdown where Brian Dable, to his credit, that was a very great play call to win the Wildcat to get the ball for to Saquon to hand it off to Brita. That was very good. But outside of that, I mean, these receivers simply are not good enough. You mentioned the the Daniel Jones interception. That's an obvious timing route. Darius Slayton runs a, a route where he's kind of like fading away. Instead of staying more towards the middle of the field, James Bradbury makes a great break onto the ball. Of course, you got to blame Daniel. He threw the interception. But really, what is Darius Slayton doing there? It, it's an obvious issue between timing and between the receiver and the quarterback. That was a bad play. Um Plays that I look at that one doesn't matter because at the time, of course, the game's already over. But it really just kind of sums up the entire Giants wide receiver core. Um, the throw to Richie James where he's basically wide open. Daniel Jones hits him right in the hands, right in stride. It just dropped. Richie James just not able to bring it in. The the Giants need a true wide receiver one. There's obvious holes onto this roster. They need to better the offensive line. They need to bring in a linebacker, and they need to address the wide receiver. I mean, this game highlighted all of these issues. But primarily, you need to go out and give Daniel Jones a guy that he can trust and rely on. A guy who I've been praising week in, week out since he's been onto the roster was Isaiah Hodgins. He had one catch today. He He was clamped up basically the entire game. And you mentioned it, how Daniel Jones isn't able to make plays uh, if the first and second guy aren't open. What are you supposed to do when you're pressured immediately before you can even see the second option? And and really, they took away his run game because they had a spy. Daniel Jones wasn't able to do anything with his legs, truthfully. So, yes, of course, I'm not going to sit here and say Daniel's not completely to blame. He was not not good. But I'm not going to sit here and say that Daniel Jones was bad. And my opinion on Daniel Jones is going to change because of this. It was clearly a, a... a matchup difference. The Eagles were simply better, and they completely dominated this game. No way around it. Was Brian Dable bad? He had his moments. Of, he had his moments of being bad for sure. Did Jano Jones have his moments of being bad? He did. He did. Um, I don't think me personally. I, I didn't think this game would be close just because of the the diversity of talent. I thought the Eagles were much better, and um, the score showed it. But I, I don't think Dable gets blamed for this game at all. I mean, I, I think the offensive line was crumbling. When you have four to five guys who have 10-plus sacks and are continuing to give pressure, give pressure, plus a, a line with insane depth, you know, that's hard, especially for a rookie. You know, that's just tough on the offensive line. Then when you have the number one pass defense in the NFL against guys who are just not number ones, number twos, usually on a regular football team a talented one at that that's also a struggle I think this really is not on day I think this is just a clear one team was just far better than the other team and then you talk about offensively the the Eagles were rolling I mean they weren't they didn't have many stops like they were just 
consistently drive after drive, getting whatever they want, running the ball down their throats offensively. Like you, you mentioned it, where Hurts got to go, and Devonta just completely burned them. And that was a quick, easy one. I knew it would be over after that because it was just so simple. The drive was just so easy offensively. So I, I don't I don't give Dable too much blame because at the end of the day, he had a lot go like that Viking game fooled a lot of people into thinking this team he can out coach a team with a good coach and an elite roster. And I don't think that's Dable yet. I think when you go in to play against the Eagles, a team who has a top notch coach and elite talent at damn near every position, that's hard. I mean, Saquon, a try. Daniel Jones tried. He missed some dots. He missed some guys. But at the end of the day, there was pressure that he hasn't seen in a while in his face. That was a scary defense. And I, I understand it. So you got to give it. You got to give. You definitely got to keep the blame off Dable just for this game alone, because this this uh the disparity in talent was just too much. This was my uh, my first miss of the playoffs. Thought this was gonna be a close game. It wasn't a close game. Um, I agree with Riv, though. I think it's really hard because we have two extremes with Daniel Jones right now. We have the extreme playing the Minnesota Vikings, who are the worst pass defense in the NFL. And we have the extreme of the Philadelphia Eagles, who have the best pass defense in the NFL and one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, if not the best. So we have these two extremes where you can look at Daniel Jones against the Vikings and say, that's his best game as a pro ever in his biggest moment in his first playoff game. And then you could say, well, when he played real competition or a real playoff level team, because the Vikings were a solid team, but we all looked at them like they were the second seed, but or the third seed, but nobody really feared them. Like we most of, half the panel here picked the Giants to win. We didn't see them as this real threat like we did with the Eagles. So when Daniel Jones goes in, uh, you know, against a real threat in our eyes and has this type of game, I don't think he played well. I don't think he played well. I thought he missed multiple throws, especially the one down the sideline, which I think that was Slayton, which could have easily been a touchdown if he hits him in stride. You you do have the, the reasoning, though, with the offensive line. I mean, the entire time he was under pressure, right? So it's going to be hard this offseason, and I have been saying it all season. I know, Joel, you're going to come with all of this uh, flip aside, blah, blah, blah. You said it last show. It all year. I've been saying it since fucking probably week four or five, like, Daniel Jones had a really good year. He, When he was having his good season, I said, I would just like to see one more year of this. The fact that you have to pay and decide on Daniel Jones right now is not ideal. The fact that you have to make a decision to either franchise tag him, and I understand people are like, oh, just tag him. Like You do understand if you franchise tag him, that is the average of the top five salaries in the NFL at quarterback. You're going to be paying Daniel Jones $40 million for one not season. Ideal. When you have other free agents like Saquon and you have a ton of holes, like this Giants team, we call them, you know, the most uh, overachieving team. And part of that is because they have a ton of holes on this team. So if you want to franchise tag Daniel Jones for one year just to see, you're taking a huge salary cap hit this season when you have a bunch of guys to resign and a bunch of guys you want to bring onto the team to help fill up this roster. So like I mentioned, it's Daniel Jones. I probably overreacted a bit against the Vikings saying he had no flaws. There's some things he has to work on without a doubt. I don't think there's much better out there on the market. Like, I don't know, do you, would you rather go trade a second round pick to get Derek Carr or do you have Daniel Jones here and see if it could work out when you have to pay them around the same amount of money? So I think uh, it's just two extremes and it's unfortunate that this is the way it ends having the Vikings and Eagles back to back. It would have been better if we could see some sort of medium to get a better idea of Daniel Jones. But all in all, you have to be happy if you're a Giants fan. If you're an Eagles fan, I didn't talk anything about them. But um, Jalen Hurts didn't have to do anything, really. Like, he had some nice throws for sure. But the biggest thing was they kept him clean 
He didn't get pressured. He wasn't hit too much. And that was the biggest thing. He was able to rest at the end of the game. You want him healthy next week going up against Dallas or San Francisco, which is going to be a 10 times harder test than this Giants game was. So, you know, Jalen Hurts in his limited 24 attempts, 16 completions, he was efficient, but he wasn't really tested like he will be next week. I mean, yeah. it was um, – oh, sorry, sorry, we could go. I just I just wanted to say this one thing because I forgot to say it earlier. Um, to talk about Jalen Hurts, you know, uh, I've been teetering on the – well, I think most of us have been teetering on the is he a franchise quarterback, can he be the guy? Because, you know, we wanted to wait to see it, see it in the playoffs. And this game obviously wasn't it for most of us because we didn't think this would be the, the game that would come down to the wire and, you know, show him what he really is. I think next week, though, it will be – against whether it's the Niners or the Cowboys, it really doesn't matter. Both teams are elite, top of the top of the NFC. That would be the game that definitely decides on the label of if Jalen Hurts is a franchise quarterback, I think, because those are two top teams in the NFC. What you just said, Dells, is exactly what's been happening with Hurts all season. He hasn't had to do much. And there has been some. There is some. There has been some. There has been some. Throughout the season, he's made impressive throw after impressive throw. No, no doubt. Stood up when he needed. He has. This game, he just didn't have to. In a regular season, what was the toughest opponent that toughest opponent that he beat? Uh, he smoked the Vikings. He didn't beat Dallas. He didn't beat Cooper Rush. He beat Cooper Rush. Dallas defense. Dallas's defense. You're right. That was a great, fantastic performance. And even then, it was more so a great rushing performance. All around, Passing, when, I mean, he was he was thirteen and one. Like, what else do you? Want? No, yeah, I know, I know, but I'm saying that this is not a. This is where Packers. you have. This is where I feel like there has to be a middle ground here. Jalen Hurts has been awesome all season. He was awesome tonight. I thought he was really good tonight. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you understand this Eagles. This Eagles roster is loaded. That's Jalen Hurts is not asked to do much. He's playing great. He's doing what he's doing. There's no knock on that. But the Eagles are just an overwhelming favorite over every single opponent they face so far. And the first test they're going to have is really the NFC, NFC Championship. And you take that as a team. If the first real test you're going to have is the championship game to get to the Super Bowl, you take that. The Giants was not a test. They they beat, beat the brakes off of them week 14. We knew this was going to happen. This was not a test. So are you saying Hertz is not a main factor? Because we lost to the Saints with Gardner Minshew. The Saints defense is elite, and but definitely Jalen Hurts changes how the offense looks that game. But the Saints defense was elite this year, and they finished off very strong. But yeah, I, I'm, they finished, what, what I'm maybe saying, you could say they finished elite. They no, hadn't all, been elite all, all year. All, no, they finished even stronger to end the season, but they were elite all year. Pass defense, they've been a top five pass defense the entire season. Um, well, not when Lattimore was out. But Jalen Hurts is great. I'm not knocking him. He's great. But the Eagles have a great roster. And two things can be true. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens in the NFC Championship game because I think the Eagles should be the favorite to come out. I mean, you look at any sports books or the betting favorite, it's the Eagles for a reason. They have the most pro bowlers on their team. There are players that did not make the pro bowl on their team that should be pro bowlers. This team is stacked. It's stacked. I'm just not gonna sit here and allow Jalen Hurts not I'm not saying you're hating. It, it, it can come across though. like you're hating. It's like it's you don't, not, have, to come across you don't like have, you have to bring up the roster. Like no, Jim but I just like bro. MVP. At, at like, what, what point are we, are we gonna are we gonna he was realize not the MVP that Mahomes? What are you he was quite literally the betting favorite for MVP. So you thought he was a better player than Mahomes this past year? No one, no one's saying that he's a better player. He just simply yeah, he, you can okay. just he's not the MVP without being the best. Did he play better than Mahomes this past season? 
he had a he was having he did a top he did not okay no, no, no he I don't, I don't care no, what he was having I don't care what he was having what do you think he didn't no Mahomes Mahomes was the most valuable okay. player. That's it. But Mahomes I, was the most you, valuable player. That's it. But, but Joel, listen, again, the, the best player doesn't Mahomes always being, win I the mean, award. Hurts, Hurts being number two is not a bad thing. I'm just saying, there you have to... Eagles would take a top three this, this all team. started. This all started from saying that Hurts all year, it, there really hasn't been a roster that's tested the Eagles. It's not just Hurts. You know, I said Jalen Hurts' name specifically, but it's really the Eagles all around. There has not been a roster that has really tested this team. When you you have arguably the most talented roster in the league, there's only going to be three or four teams that we're going to look at as real competition. And half of them are going to be the AFC. So the only other teams are the Cowboys and the 49ers. They didn't play the Niners, and they beat the Cowboys with Dak and lost without Jalen Hurts. What more can you really want? Smoked Minnesota, who, who is the three seed. Like but what, Minnesota, what we know their defense is not is horrible. Wait, so is not but a what more could they have done? Are the same no, I'm not... for Dallas and the Niners? Because Dallas had around the same schedule. Also, their schedule wasn't and that. The, hard. Like well, the, the Niners, Niners competition yes, was the Chiefs, for... and they got smoked. I don't hear. I don't hear anything about that. For the Niners, yes, Drew. Last episode said that the Niners have had an easy path. Did I give oh, you I any know. pushback for that, Drew? Uh, I just nope. didn't hear you None. ever bring that None. up. That's why it's no, it's that weird. It it's not. It's about bringing it up to praise the Eagles. Because they're such a great roster, and to showcase they haven't really beaten anybody this year or been tested to the brink. It just hasn't happened this year. The game where we were the game we were all looking forward to was versus Dallas when Dak Prescott was healthy. But Gardner Minshew played that game, and it's not the same at that point. You know, the Eagles, they're a great team, no doubt, but we're not gonna act like this roster isn't what it is. It, it is what There's it is. There's literally one NFC team we would look at as an impressive win for Philly, and that's the Niners. So what okay. Are we, like, how could they... Joel, I mean, you point. said it perfectly. I, I nah, Joel, said it, Joel said what it absolutely perfect. We cannot blame them for looking dominant all season. That's, yeah. not a, that's not a them problem. That's a rest of the league problem. I'm not blaming them for uh, looking you're dominant. Not, no, you're kind but of you're holding it against them. them. Exactly. You're not blaming them. You're holding it against them. Am I holding against how? Yes. How am I holding it against You're them? You're saying they don't have any because impressive it's, wins. It's, it's holding you back from fully acknowledging that Jalen Hurts is good because they just have looked so dominant. You would never say that about another elite quarterback in the league. I literally said he's been playing great. No, absolutely. But then what's the issue with doubting him and not wanting to give him full acknowledgement? When did I say I doubted him? So then why are we even having conversation about Jalen Hurts doesn't have to do much? Because what you're sounding like, maybe it's saying, right? Maybe it's not what you're saying, but it's how you're coming across. Perspective. Dell said Hurts didn't have to do much this game. And I said, yes. It's it's kind of been like that all season. Yeah, but it has, it's but not you saying it sound, that hurts, but you're making it sound like a knock. It's kind of been like that all season. Wait, so can I actually wait, hold, like hold, hold, true hold or false, Joel? Does that not the league, sound bro. like a knock? Uh, it's not, it sounds it sounds like the truth of what so wait, happened. So Joel doesn't take away that he's great. Yes, he's great. Joel, can I ask you a question? You have Dallas going to the Super Bowl because their defense is elite. So can I ask has what what offense has really tested the Dallas Cowboys defense? This season, I have Dallas going Super Bowl because I think this is the year for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys to make it out the NFC. Even I'm glad you really have changed your tune on Dak, man. It really makes me feel good. That's why I have but, them. The Eagles. I already said the Eagles. The Eagles will be the favorite next week, whoever they play, the Niners or the Cowboys. The reasoning for the Cowboys is that I think they they will beat the Eagles if they play them. I do. 
I think Dak Prescott has already shown he can do his thing against that Eagles defense. And I think this Cowboys defense and Dan Quinn have gotten better since the first time they played where the Eagles ran all over had 30. He put up 30 points. I like the Cowboys, but I like the Cowboys. <laughs> that, that's, who, that's who I'm picking. But I'm I, not – You said I'm they not, got to get past the Niners first, man. But, that, but, Dak Prescott, but Dak Prescott has had to go through more adversity than Jalen Hurst this year when, when we're talking about the roster. They've been shuffling their offensive line all season long. That's Michael true. Gallup just came on the scene. CeeDee Lamb has been him the entire season, there's no doubt. Dalton Schultz was injured to start the year. I mean, Dak Prescott has had to go through more turmoil, turmoil on his side of the ball. So I say, that, can't forget saying. the fact that he also got hurt. He's also coming back from injury and he has, yeah, no doubt. has been playing great football. Yeah, it's not a knock on Hurts. It's just the truth of what him and the Eagles have, have faced this far. And you know what? Maybe that's on me for assuming. You know what they say about assuming. So, But it's just perspective, of course. I just, I just, I, I'm sorry, Drew, pardon me. I just don't want next <laughs> I just don't want next week to happen. The Eagles dominate either one of these teams. And then you say, well, the team is stacked. That won't happen. Yeah, I just they, but they it, won't, all right. No, but won't perfectly said. Riff, won't perfectly dominate. said. Joel, what happens if that happens? Hypothetically. If, if assuming they dominate, which they won't, but assuming yeah. they dominate, this team is that much more dominant than I thought, originally thought. But also, if they dominate, it's because Jalen Hurts is gonna have to pick apart and embarrass the 49ers defense. So, do you believe it, that he it, can? No. There it is. See, that's no. why I understand <laughs> well, you, well, well, And you well, can fucking wait, fool. You on. can fool the rest of these fucking <laughs> no, people listening like around that. the world. No, it's but not you like that. You cannot fool because me because I understand how you think about Jalen Hurts. I literally said, I literally said, do I think he can go there and embarrass the Niners defense? No, he can't embarrass them. Can he play well against them? Okay, yes. Oh Do I think he'll have this? Oh, all my God. Pick a come, fucking bro. side. What do you mean pick a side? Jesus what do you mean? Christ. I never said he was going to. I never said he was going to have a stinker. And Jalen Hurts play well enough that the Eagles can dominate. You just said no. Yes, because the Eagles will not dominate either team but, they play. But you just said that Jalen Hurts won't play well. So it's more so on no, defense I never, than it is about Jalen Hurts. Oh my! I'm goodness. wondering. I never said that he wouldn't play well. I never said that. In this hypothetical situation, you asked me if I think that the Eagles would dominate San Fran or Dallas. I said no. That will not happen. If it's they hard play, to do that. It, it will hard. be a very close game. And you said, Joel, do, do no. I think Hurts is capable of dominating and making those defenses look embarrassing and i said no because i don't think those defenses will allow themselves to get embarrassed really so so jared stidham who absolutely blew up on the niners it was my game that's not the niners no for sure for sure of course you know Tua did not look the greatest so i won't use him as an example of course but the only other true test that they had and i feel like the chiefs absolutely smoked them like cigars (laughs) if the eagles beat the 49ers it's going to be more because Brock Purdy had a bad game. Then the defense having a bad game. I, I stand on that one hundred percent. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, it's a safe statement. It's a safe. Statement. It's not a safe statement. That is, is the, their defense is that good. No, it's, it's a, a safe statement, of course, because the great. defense is great, and it's a last yes. Mister Irrelevant pick. So, uh, you know, it's it's a safe statement to make. I mean, it's of course, not, it's not disrespectful to say that Jalen Hurts can't dominate the number one ranked defense in the I don't league. Think so. no, that, no. That's, you that's you saying he's not capable is. That's my issue. I I think it's unlikely. Like that defense is real. I don't. I'm not expecting Hurts to dominate the Cowboys or the 49ers. I think he'll be efficient and play his type of ball. But I'm not expecting him to put up 400 total yards and three touchdowns. 
saying he's not capable of it. That's a different conversation. He's capable of what it. I just think those man? 49ers, that 49ers Cowboys defense are going to be too good to let that happen. Using these bud words like capable of it makes you come on here last week and say Daniel Jones, what, what's wrong with him? He got no flaws. He got no flaws. I don't, about, I don't care about these buzzwords. I don't care about these buzzwords. I don't think Jalen Hurts will dominate those elite defenses. That's it. I don't care about the capable. Do I think he will do it? No, he will not. There's, there's a difference between the two. I need the him Eagles to do can it. Win. It's not It's not because these defenses are going to collapse and be embarrassing. No, absolutely not. You've been down hurts for a while, man. Don't let him prove you wrong. You again. have not even stamped him as a franchise quarterback yet. Yeah, Joel. I, I can you my, just do it? My, Joel, just do it. I have a listen, Hertz Hurts has always been my franchise. Then say guy. it. He's now he's always yeah. been. Come I, on. I, I, like, this I is my, this is this is why Drew you guys always want to deviate from the process. Drew no. Tua has three good games. Drew comes with a black book. Boom, top five. Like you guys have all these crazy things. Like I just like to see a full season. I've got you got. I was calling Jalen Hurts a franchise quarterback last season. Like you, you already know, I I was after that. Joel, after that stop. Game, no one, no one, no one, no yes, one is buying we could that. Go, we could go back and run the tape. I had said that. I had said that. 100%. <laughs> he's lying. No, he's lying. Your Your Honor, Your that. Honor, he's capping. And now you know. Said this is why you say what you want about Drew. This is why I would defend Andrew Velez on this show. It doesn't matter if everybody disagrees with him. He will say, yo, this guy is legit. Daniel Jones, Tua, doesn't matter. Jared Goff, he will stamp them. Jalen Hurts has proved himself at an elite level week by week. You go here through a temper tantrum because I say they haven't really faced hard competition all year long, yet you haven't stamped them as an elite franchise quarterback. So Ooh, I don't want to hear that. I, he was my MVP. <laughs> he was your MVP, <laughs> and MVP. even still, and even still, you said, "You know what? I'm not going to sit here and say he's a franchise quarterback. I have, you got to show process. it in the playoffs." I have, I have, I have my process. He got finished out the year. I'll be honest; it don't matter what he does. He's he's already a franchise quarterback. Of I just is. like to give him. I like nice. to give him the full. 17 games and the playoffs like I do with anybody else. Like I'm glad, I'm not, I'm glad I'm week changed, 20 like, we came here. Jalen Hurts is my guy. And the fact that I'm waiting this long, like this is how I do it. I'm not just going to give a guy a franchise label of four or five good weeks. Just same shit I did for two. I didn't say about Daniel Jones or any Geno Smith. We had other we had people saying give him $35 million. Like, I never said that. Deflect. Nobody, ah, nobody ever don't said deflect. that. Nobody ever said $35 um, million. And don't say false things to be right. Don't do that. I, I'm not. I will. Don't I, do I that. Exact, I know the exact video too. I'll I'll find it. I'll send oh it no, and I'm not talking about Gino. Hey, Thirty-five. Hey, I'm mil? off the Gino conversation. That never happened, bro. I promise you. Um, the Gino conversation. Gino, I'm not talking said, about. All quarterbacks. Once I give the franchise label, I say I want to say once I want to see one full season of them with the playoffs if they get there, and then I'll give them the label. Like I like do I, I don't know why. Because if you want to throw stones, if you want to throw stones again, last week. We sat there and we bonded. We united over Daniel Jones. And when a two as well, all season, you and I, we bonded. We united over Tua Tungavailoa. So again, yeah, but it's, I just it's, never it's, took that step. That listen, you said. I mean, again, it's what Kendrick Lamar said. When shit hits the fan, he's still a fan. You're not, Dells. You're not a fan <laughs> still. You're not. Shit has hit. Shit hasn't hit the fan for, for Mr. Hurts. I'm saying pretty I'm waiting because when it's when it's, I got the I'm waiting. Nah, Hurts is going to be cash. I don't, I don't Hurt, no, he's good. He's good money. 
But when it oh, happens, your guys, I, Zach Wilson, I'm, Gino, oh, all of them Joe Burrow, what's bro. up with him? You oh, laughed at me for saying he's better than you. Dell's laughed at me for saying Joe Burrow over Justin Herbert just for, just oh, for just our recent episode. He's got the number one overall pick right. He got the number one overall pick right. Yeah, that's my guy. I got his LSU card. That's my guy. That's my guy. I'm just glad you didn't say Patrick Mahomes. If you would have said Patrick Mahomes, I would have belly laughed. Now, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is the one that me putting him top five. Y'all gave me a lot of pushback for that. No, you got it. We had him top ten. You had him top five, so you got it. Yeah, you said he wasn't better than Matthew Stafford. I remember that. I remember that clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When Stafford won a Super Bowl and beat Joe Burrow, you said you said Burrow. You said Burrow wasn't on a level of Herbert, and you you just picked Burrow over him like the other day. I had Joe. I never felt more more abandoned than in that moment. (laughs) I I saw the pain in in your yeah last week. That shit hurt. That shit fucking hurt. At some point, you got to take your Alex. You might as well have taken the fucking sharpest knife that (laughs) you own and fucking pop that shit right in my back. You sometimes just gotta take the L keep it pushing. Uh, right yeah. now, if you're if you're taking Herbert over Burrow, I don't know what to tell you, man. So well, shout out Stanley Young. Shout out to the Giants for having a tremendous season and shout out to the Eagles for once again beating a, a team that didn't belong in the hey, category. Hey, what, what Drew said, it's hard to beat a division rival three times. Yeah. Happened twice this postseason. <laughs> Happened twice. Yeah. On to the game we were originally gonna talk about first, the Chiefs and Jaguars. Twenty seven to twenty. The Chiefs won, and I don't know about you guys, but I was watching the first quarter, and when Mahomes got injured, when he injured his ankle, it looked bad. I, I didn't think he was going to come back from that. I didn't. I thought it was a knee injury. I didn't think it was an ankle injury. I thought it was his ankle, then his leg. It kind of like, I don't know. It just, the angle of it was, it just Facts. looked really bad. And I didn't think he was going to continue to play, but. He finished the first quarter. So much respect to Mahomes. I give him so much respect. I think that was a legendary performance. I don't care what the stats say. Just for him to finish that game on a bum ankle, tape all the way through, not wanting to come out, I thought that was amazing. The Jazz cannot guard Travis Kelsey. I mentioned it on, on the last football pod that the Jaguars are horrible against tight ends, and Travis Kelsey had one of the most historic tight end performances against them. But, yeah, you know. Patrick Mahomes in the second quarter goes out, and Chad Henney holds it down. He had a near interception that uh, Tyson Campbell, no, Aluokan didn't capitalize mm-hmm. on. And then Isaiah Pacheco had that 40-yard run, which set up that Travis Kelsey touchdown in the red zone. Bailed thought, out Mahomes. Yeah, I thought the Chiefs, had Mahomes been healthy, would have won by so much more. I think the first drive they had, the opening drive where they scored, it was basically... It was a foreshadowing of what was going to happen, but his injury limited him later in the game. It was obvious, but everybody stepped up. The defense was big, Tom. They were getting pressure. The secondary was really good. Um, Juan Thornhill had some really crucial pass breakups. The offensive line protected great. Pacheco ran great. Jarek McKinnon was awesome in pass pro. Travis Kelsey, I mentioned him. And ultimately, mistakes in the playoffs come back to bite you. And I counted three crucial Jaguars mistakes that – that um misinterception by Luakon in the second quarter. And they also, I believe, I'm trying to remember the play. It was Christian Kirk on the, the Christian deep Kirk pass, drop. Yep. Yeah, where he dropped a deep pass, and that could have been a walk-in touchdown. Definitely. It, it was definitely, you know, it was on the money. Even At a minimum, 40 yards. At a yeah. minimum, 40 yards. Yeah, even if that it's a field goal, you're in field goal range, you get those points up on a board. And then Trevor Lawrence in the fourth quarter, you know, the interception that he had on like their second to last drive that kind of sealed the game where I I thought 
from what I saw, they were playing cover too. So I didn't know why he took that chance. I didn't think it was a great decision. He had a near interception before that on a similar look. But I thought the biggest mistake was Jamal Agnew fumbling in the red zone. That right there was the biggest mistake. And had it not been for that, the entire game could have changed. Yeah, that was uh, another was... one. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Ken. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brody. Do your thing. I want to hear about you and your Chiefs and how you were coping, bro. <laughs> um, Listen, I definitely – it's no surprise. I was rooting for the Jaguars. I did pick the Chiefs because I did feel like it should have been the Chiefs all the way. But, of course, I mean, a fan can hope that Mahomes could get picked. Uh, but I – but no means wanted wanted Mahomes to get injured. As as a fan of the sport, you never want to see a player like Mahomes go down. To see him go down, I was talking to my dad about it. It was hard to see, and it was hard. It was hard to sit through because, of course, you you don't want to beat a, the Chiefs without Mahomes. You want to beat Mahomes at full strength to really give yourself that full accomplishment. And for him to go out for a little while, it did suck to see. But I definitely, I'm with you, Joel. The resiliency that he showed to get back onto the field to have, to play, even though it wasn't the same the same level of play that we saw prior prior to the injury, he looked like Mahomes that we've known and and seen. Season and basically his entire career scrambling around the pocket, making stuff happen. Tweeted it, and it's 100% facts. Even when you think you have Mahomes, you don't because he's getting the ball out and he's making something happen out of nothing. And 100% what I said is fact. I cannot fucking stand him for it. It pisses me off every single time because, right, of course, you think you got the sack. You're hyped. The defense gets up. Finally, you get a stop against Mahomes. Nope. He's Houdini. He makes something happen. But of course, that injury definitely did change the landscape of the game. One event that uh, that I that you just did not mention, of course, just an oversight: the Jamal Agnew fumble right at the red zone, right at the goal line. Essentially, he makes a good catch, turns upfield, turns to go to the goal line, just pops out of his hands. That that could have been a, a game changer right there. Off the top of my head, uh, one of you guys, do you guys know? Would that have been to tie the game, or would that have been to bring it within three? I'm pretty sure it would have been to bring it within three, correct? Yeah, it wasn't to tie. Yeah, it would have been right, to thought, bring it within three. Yeah. So, and, and that was brutal because that was right after Trevor Lawrence goes, scrambles for the first down, puts his head down, goes through the defender. I mean, he really – Trevor gave his everything to it, and then Jamal Agnew goes and fumbles the ball. That was brutal. You mentioned the Trevor Lawrence INT. Great play by the defender. He got up there, made a very good snag. But I don't love that decision by Trev. The pressure was in his face. He just kind of forced that ball there. He definitely did not need to do that. But that was the game. That was the seal. I think the game was lost when Agnew fumbled the ball. But they did get another chance with a little less time, of course. But not the not the ideal situation. But credit to the Chiefs. Absolutely. Andy Reid, another masterful performance. I mean, he does this week in, week out. It's nothing new. Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends this game's ever seen, continues his run, his his run of being one of the most dominant tight ends ever. And and Mahomes, again, to stay in the game with an obvious injury that was halting him, that showed that he definitely was going through some extreme levels of pain. He's a football guy. I mean, there's what else can you say about Mahomes? Uh, as a guy who does not like to praise him, I'm doing a lot of it right now because he's deserved that after today's performance, no doubt. That's why he clears pain, man. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Bob I mean, I'm not. what am I going to comment on when that's a full statement, of course? <laughs> not yet, but he might. Um, five straight AFC Championship games for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Five straight. Crazy. The second he started to today, he's been the AFC Championship. I mean, it's it's dominance. That's it's really only comparable to like the Pats. Like what he's doing right now is ridiculous. This run that they're on is unbelievable, and it just really feels like 
it doesn't matter what receivers are going to be there, what running back, the offensive line, the defense, they're going to have a million combinations. And every year they're going to be in the conference championship. Every year they're going to be fighting for the one seed. And every year they're going to be fighting for championships. That's just how special Mahomes and Andy Reid are. This really felt like, again, similar to the Giants and the Eagles game where it was just a lack of talent, man. Like this Jaguars team is fun. It's exciting. Next year you get Calvin Ridley back. So you, you have some promise and you're going to have cap space and draft picks, obviously, to, to keep building on the team. They're not ready for it, man. That's that's fine. We said it at last week's episode, like to go into Kansas City and win this game, you're asking a ton from a really young team with a second year quarterback, no matter how great uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be. And there's a chance he ends up being one and two with Mahomes, you know, two, three years from now. We could be talking about them as the two best quarterbacks in the league, even with guys like Josh Allen and Burrow. That's how special Trevor Lawrence is going to be one day. And he showed it last week against the Chargers. Not his best game today, but I mean, you go from playing in Jacksonville to playing in Kansas City, probably the loudest stadium he's been in, probably louder than any college stadium he's been in in those championship games. It's one of the hardest places to play in the entire NFL. So I wasn't expecting anything crazy out of him. Credit to the Jaguars. They fighted. They competed. Um, you know, Henny had a great drive, too. You know, Chad Henny goes 98 yards, the longest drive in Kansas City postseason It's history. a plug and play with Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, okay, here we go. Um, Chad Henney's won two big games for them, right? Did against the Browns, I did against the Jaguars. Um, so yeah, credit to them. Throw me in there. I'll win a game. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but the the Chiefs are just dominant, man. They're they're gonna be they're a dynasty. They're a dynasty. Interesting. Um, credit to the Jaguars. I kind of look at them like the Giants in a sense, where a young team, bright team, started off the year wasn't really supposed to be here. Beat the Chargers after being down by 20 and now putting up a fight with the Chiefs. Kind of like how the first game they played. Turnovers kind of hurt this team again. You know, they wasn't disciplined. But young team, Trevor Lawrence is going to be special, like Dells mentioned it. But it's really just a lack of talent. You know, the Chiefs can just plug in and put anybody out there and they will be successful. I remember a couple of us didn't have the Chiefs winning the division. We look like fools. You know, we didn't have them going back to the AFC chip. Me and Dallas had the Chargers. So we we both look like fools, you know. So it's just credit to Mahomes, credit to Andy Reid. If you have Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, you will be fine. No matter who is on the other side, who's a receiver, they will be great. Unfortunately, that run of going to the final uh, Super Bowl will end. It will it will definitely end this year. Um, I think we all know that. Well, some of us know that it will definitely end. But credit to the Jaguars. You know, they're a young, bright team. Like you mentioned, they get Calvin Ridley back. That defense has some potential. They have their coach of the future. They have their quarterback of the future. And when you have those two things, that's a beautiful thing to see. And the Chiefs, I look at them more like they're the warriors of this era. You know, bright, exciting, fun to watch. The new bright new cheery team. So you got to give them credit where credit is due. They are just running over the division and running over the AFC time and time again. Two shout teams. to that Kansas City defense too. That defense yeah. had not been playing well first game of the postseason against a red-hot Jacksonville team. Credit to them because they had a, they had a great game plan. Two of the things that I thought was going to show up in, in this game were special teams for KC and that might have cost them. It definitely cost them some big plays against Jamal Lagnew. Jamal Lagnew, he had that fumble in the red zone. Definitely hurt them for sure. But he put them in a lot of favorable field position because his returns were so great. And Harrison Bucker, he's been struggling for most of the year to be two out of two from field goal range and hit his field goals. Today. That was big time, and they, they need him to play like that. The Jaguars, I don't view them like the Giants. They're more talented than Giants. They have a legit superstar quarterback. 
Doug Peterson is there coaching. It, it is similar. I think the Jaguars have a lot of talent and they can grow from this. You have Christian Kirk long term. You're going to get back Calvin Ridley. The offensive line is solid. Trevor Lawrence is a superstar top seven, eight ish quarterback in the NFL. And the defense is good. You know, they have their moments, but Tyson Campbell's is cornerback one. That defensive line with Josh Allen and, and Arden Key and Trayvon Walker is pretty solid. So I, I like their team. I like their future. And they're definitely going to be a team to watch because the AFC South is not a division that is difficult. You know, this could be the Jaguars division for two seasons until the Texans complete their rebuild, because I do think the Texans, they draft the right quarterback. They have the pieces in the draft capital to be very good. But yeah, you know, they're not the Chiefs, though. And we know what the Chiefs are because they have Patrick Mahomes, my favorite player in the NFL. I have a T-shirt of him in my house right now. And he <laughs> doesn't move me one he's, bit. He's Get one of my favorite this. players. 2019, you know, I called it. Mahomes is just my guy. It's as simple as that. And there's a reason why they've been to five straight AFC championships is because he's that good. Andy Reid is amazing. Yes, with Patrick Mahomes, you lose your wide receiver number one. And your tight end has a historic season, has a historic playoff game. Your wide receiver is not even in the playoffs. You have a better year offensively without the best wide receiver. He was in the, in the playoffs. NFL. And Cut it out. You know, with Mahomes, I know that a lot of this stuff when we talk about him gets cliche because we know he's talented. We know he's great. We know he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Doesn't matter about the longevity. We know his skill set. He is that. But Mahomes' toughness and competitiveness. And we don't talk about that enough when we talk about these superstar quarterbacks. For him to get hurt and for him to be limping and to still want to play, that is a different level of competitive. That's a different level. That's a different level of fire. And that's why he's so great because he cares about the game that much. And I just thought it was awesome. Legendary performance by him. That's my guy. This shit can't go on too much longer, man. It is, this fuckery won't go on for too long. <laughs> this fuckery got to end <laughs> at some point, man. We're talking about Mahomes and Joel. Joel, no, no, no. Me, Joel, I, I don't care about the Mahomes shit. <laughs> Joel, this fuckery can't go on for too long. But Mahomes, what are you talking about, Mahomes? You have uh, your top, your, your top players are the ten best quarterbacks in the NFL. You literally, <laughs> you can't no, look. There's, there's some top ten quarterbacks that I don't, that I'm not a fan of. Who? Lamar? Yeah, not the biggest fan of him. Jalen Hurts? Not the biggest yeah. fan of him. Dak Prescott? Your biggest fan of him. I'm a fan of him, not a biggest oh, fan of him. I'm oh, fan crazy! Of him, I like you, that. You literally, you literally own the top four guys. No, no, no. You're done. You're done. You're done. This statement, I'm gonna remember it for the next show. God forbid Dallas loses because I'm not the biggest fan of him. I'm a fan of his because <laughs> immediately, guys, expect it. Dallas loses. Dak plays mid. This is who we just know Dak is. You yeah. can't trust Dak. Dak. Dak is is gonna win the game. He's gonna play well. All right. We're gonna Good. be we're gonna be back statement. here tomorrow. We're gonna be back here right after the game, recapping. You guys we'll know where to together. find us. Yeah, we'll be back here. And listen, Dells, I'm watching you, Mister Flippity Flip. You've been flipping a lot lately. I'm Cat. watching you. I'm Joel, you're gonna have to fix your reputation, bro. They're just on my body. Hey, I'm when I'm aware of it, eight and zero. Catch up, fellas. You know what it is, Joel. You keep touching him during the show. You're giving him your energy, the the flip aside energy. That's probably what I'm doing. But if people, you know, I think that Dells is getting the treatment of what it feels like to be flip aside. Because I know that (laughs) there are times where Dells is like 
why are they calling me out on this? It was just a change of opinion with new evidence. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Don't, I don't think right? I don't know what I, like, yeah. I, the burrow. That's what it is. The burrow, the burrow and Herbert shit. Okay, I get that. It's so that, funny. I, I feel like I've been solid. It's it's so funny because I listen to other hosts and podcasters that have to deal with the same thing, and recently they've been dealing with a lot of pushback from commenters about you know them changing their opinion or their stance on something, and they're like, once you're once you have new evidence, it's a change of opinion. And I'm like, yes, yes, that's exactly what it is. And Dell felt that like, with Herbert. You just and flip like every couple of weeks. Like I flip. It took me like a year to flip there, bro. Like I, I no, it did not. You have to stay on that side, bro. If you're gonna like, flip. Yeah, you have I to might stay. Switch, Drew, I might switch back Drew, to Herbert. Who knows? Drew, and, Drew. and no one's gonna do anything gonna, about we it. Gonna, we gonna let Dells get away with this. He said it took him a year to flip from no. Herbert to Burrow. It took no, like we are a not. Week, we are bro. not. We are not <laughs> letting him get away with we this. Asked no you, we we would have asked how. you. Week week eight, you was like Herbert clears Burrow, bro. We not going. We not gonna cap. That's why I said it took a year because at week eight I wouldn't have flipped off that opinion, but it took me a full year. I was like, okay. Week eight it. is like like bro. That was like two months ago. <laughs> I, I know. I said give me the whole year. That's kind of I kind of been preaching that this whole time, and everyone wants these instant reactions because that's what. You know, Mr. Mr. Moran over here. That's our business, for. brother. That's our business. I'm I don't fall for the trap, man. You guys our business know. is well, one thing, instant one reactions. True. One thing's true. I haven't flipped on Burrow. I haven't flipped on Tua. I haven't flipped on Daniel Jones. That's what matters to me. You flipped. You did on flip on Burrow. Season. You did flip on Burrow, but we're gonna let that one slide. Me, I flipped on Burrow. Listen, your most popular video before I was on Pick a Side. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Ooh. Yes, it was a. I'm just Justin gonna leave Herbert it at that. Burrow praise. Yes. We y'all can watch it back, and at that time as rookies, I thought Herbert was more impressive, no doubt. But Joe Burrow has been my guy. I got his, I got his rookie card. He's been my guy. So that's Burrow's got Burrow's rookie card. He's got a Patrick Mahomes shirt. shirt. Yes, he's Drew got a Brees autobiography. Shirt. This is nuts. I this got the good. bro. I, I like the greats. I, I mean, because I need that energy to feed off me. You know, I wrap like it up, uh, wrap it up. Uh, I can't have the Daniel Jones Tua energy on me. Bro, like no underdog. I gotta rep the greats. Uh, Daniel Jones, two energies. What makes what can make you legendary? When oh. you ride for the side that people don't agree with, and it becomes into fruition, that's when people respect and acknowledge. Not that Mahomes shit. The Burrow, I could feel you a little bit. I mean, that's that's a that's a, a solid number pick right there. Pick, Although he was much. the number one overall selection, oh, Joe's hundred okay, yeah. percent right. There's been a lot of number one overall picks, and, and not all. And that's why so I you got a point there. That's why I've been winning with Mr. Irrelevant, because you ride with the story. Yo, Rev, uh, see this? Yo, 100. I cashed out my money on him, on Mojo. I just want to fold it. You fold it. You fold it. You're not a man. We're getting rich tomorrow. We're we getting gonna rich see. tomorrow. We're going to see. I got, my, I got the Dallas Cowboys, baby. Yeah. Let's go, Cowboys. We're going crazy tomorrow. And I'm going to wear I'd my be crazy to wear my Dak with my uh my Zeke jersey tomorrow. You also oh this fuckery can't <laughs> keep going. Right. Cat, baby. I love you Zeke. Know. This shit yeah, they talk Rib, they they were talking crazy about me all episode. Like they don't got their own problem. They, they have twelve what, what jerseys by twelve here, different bro? players and twelve. I own jerseys because I, I love players. If y'all are team guys, y'all could really open your third eye, boy. Come on. Bro just said, should I wear my Dak jersey? For what? For no, what? my Zeke jersey. Because I love him. Because I love him. And he's, 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 he might not even be relevant in tomorrow's game. No, he won't be. Andrew Thomas jersey. I'm talking about yeah. the Zeke jersey. Yeah. My, my name's Andrew Thomas. Like, come on. Don't no, no, shut it. It's the Giants. He's mad I just made perfect it's sense. the Giants. It's the Giants. You're it's calling it's Andrew Thomas. Destiny. You're calling him a team of destiny three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> 
that would have been awesome. Man. No, that was that would have been awesome. Now, it would have been the, cool as fuck. It's because Drew follows stories. When Philly was up 3-0 in the playoffs, the Raptors. If you don't ride with your heart, thing, what that was a horrible. That was also was another L. Was, what was the L? What was it? <laughs> he Raptors about coming back from 3-0. Hey, almost. All fucking most. Now, nah, Drew roots for stories and the underdogs. I, I like it. It's cool. It's cool. I stick with yeah, the Raptors. man. I mean, it's more fun. Bro, bro just sticks with the minus 600 I, favorites. The Jets the jet, the jet <laughs> don't give me satisfaction. I need to find it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. the minus 600 line is hilarious. Yo, that's some good <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> the divisional round of the NFL playoffs just ended today. The Bengals beat the Bills. And the 49ers beat the Cowboys. Now, to begin this podcast, we have to mention that Mr. Dells, Flip Aside Jr., 10-0 on his playoff picks in the Easy. divisional round. Easy. 10-0 on all the playoffs. I think it's that's about why Joel, Joel has called started calling me Mr. Flip Aside is because I'm 10-0. There's nothing he could say to me right now. So he's just throwing these little jabs out there, hoping and praying it'll stick. 10 and 0, man, catch up. If I get everything wrong, will I still be ahead of all of you guys from now from now on? Um, 100%. You have won officially. Okay. Before the conversation, no. that's tough. No, oh, no, Riv, Riv I think, has three. a chance. No, I have a chance. I have three. I have three. Yeah, Riv, okay. seven and three. Yeah, you know, uh, listen, I'll give it to you, Dells, even though I'm Twitter. Coming for you, Dells, I'm coming for you, you. You flip to the Chargers, you know. Oh, it's understandable, be. though. I'll give it to you. Bro is, but, but, bro is, but listen, but listen, Dells. made that a draw. Dells, football. No doubt about it. I bent. I, I bow my bow myself to you. Basketball. Last podcast. Should we be worried about the Nets? The Nets could go zero and seven, zero and six on this stretch. Two games in a row. They beat the Jazz and the Warriors on a row. Kyrie forty eight points. I mean, go look back at the tape. I said, yeah, Kyrie's bouncing back tonight. Nah, big game, big games from Kyrie. He's been balling. Royce late go, Drew. Almost sold. Two game heater. What do you mean that was a big win? Big. We were down twenty five going to half. Was, y'all was up big, and then I know, y'all blew I know. it. Y'all were down big, and then I came but, right. But you, you, you forget that we're them. Yeah, we're it was them. mad weird. It was mad fucking weird. <laughs> like, so out of, Thomas out of, Bryant masterclass. Yeah, OD. Out of all the ten playoff wins that you've gotten correct, Dells. Which one were you most on the fence about that? Your maybe your emotions wanted to side with a particular team, but you use logic and say, you know what, I'm gonna stick with this team. Honestly, probably that Chargers Jags game from the first week. That was probably the closest. Cincy Bills this week too, but I felt more confident in this pick than I did that Jags game because they're both teams that were good but not great. You know what I mean? Like they kind of both had gotten in, but not them were dominant by any means. Cincy, I felt more confident just because they're the more buttoned-up team. So that was a close game. I barely got the one right, but probably that one. Yeah. Now, we know the Cowboys just lost, and people are probably weighing on, on that uh game recap. And you know what? Here on the topic list, I have topic number one talking about the Bengals. But you know what? I'm going to switch it. Let's talk about the Niners and the Cowboys first. 49ers beat the Cowboys 19-12. Two straight NFC Championship games, three in the last four years. And I, I'm, I'm going to say this, man. The 49ers defense is just something different. <laughs> like, you look at every chart, they're the cream of the crop, they're the top of the top, and I got this game wrong because my logic for this game was that if the Cowboys can stop the run defensively, I think they give themselves a pretty legit chance. Last season in the wild card, they couldn't stop the run. 
the Cowboys defense did his job. You look at the 49ers rushing yards, 113, 3.4 yards per carry. There was a point in time they were averaging less than 2.5 yards per carry. Brock Purdy, 19 for 29, 214 yards, 87 passer rating. You know, the, the Cowboys definitely gave some throws to Brock that there's a wide open crosser on a player or, or whatever. But for most of this game, the Cowboys held their own. And this was one of the more better defensive performances that we've seen against the 49ers offense with them having CMC, IU, Debo, and Kittle. But they lost this game because the offense didn't perform and Dak Prescott didn't play well. And I most certainly picked the Cowboys. I thought this would be Dak's moment. I said it on the, in the preview. Dak needs a moment like this. Dak needs to earn this moment. And if he earned it, I'm praising him. But he didn't. And you need to be held accountable for your performances. Out of every single quarterback in the divisional round, he had a minus 10 completion percentage over expectation. That That's, that's horrible for Dak. Two interceptions. The first one you could say, Gallup stopped on a route, still a bad decision. The second interception in the red zone, and it was not a horrible decision. I thought it was a, it was more of a great play by Jimmy Ward because they had C.D. Lamb one-on-one with Fred Warner, and they tried to create a mismatch, and C.D. Lamb was open, but Jimmy Ward cut the route off, and that's just great recognition by him. And a lot about being a quarterback is anticipating throws. Dak anticipated that to be open. It wasn't interception. And the second to last drive, first down, you almost get intercepted again. You go three and out. I just thought the, the offense wasn't good enough. A lot of that had to do with not being able to run the ball. In the first half, they were six for 12 running the ball in terms of success rate, which is 50%. In the second half, they were one for six. And a large part of that is not having Tony Pollard because Zeke cannot create explosive plays running the ball and losing Tony Pollard, who not only is your best runner, but he's your second best pass catcher consistently. I understand Dalton Schultz is really good, but he's more of a security blanket. Pollard is is really that big play back when you mismatch him with a linebacker. He can create some explosives. The, the, just this offense wasn't good enough. Five for, ver- five for 15 on third downs. Dak Prescott, two interceptions, three near ones. The 49ers offense did just enough. Their defense played elite. And now, next week, 49ers and the Eagles, it's going to be two of the best rosters in the NFC, arguably the NFL, facing off against one another. That's going to be a tremendous game. It sucks that the Cowboys lost this way. I'm not going to lie. It sucks because everything I could have asked of the Cowboys to do this game, they did. They protected well from a majority of the game. They defended well. Dak Prescott has to show up. He has to show up. And he he didn't play well. He was terrible. All right. Well, I, I don't know if you guys could have heard me laughing in the background. No, I saw um, you. But I'm laughing for one reason and one reason only. And, and and Joel understands why I'm laughing. Because this was supposed to be the Dak Prescott masterclass. It was supposed to be the Dak Prescott masterclass. And I apologize if I'm a little behind. My connection's a little spotty. 
Um, but the Niners defense really has just been great all season long. I said it though, they hadn't really been tested. This was another test for them. This is one of the few tests that they've had. And unfortunately, Dak Prescott was not willing to step up to the plate and hit a home run. In fact, he actually did the complete opposite. He played very poorly, did not have a quarterback rating of over 60. He was really bad. Two interceptions, neither of them ideal. And this was really all Niners defense. I could sit here and I could praise the Niners offense, but really why would I do that when realistically this was the Niners defense coming to play? The offense was okay. I think you mentioned some crosses that were open for sure, but I want to say there were some tough throws on third down that we saw Purdy make. Really, though, Dallas's defense was fantastic. Dak just needs to be better. And I was expecting Dak to play better. I was expecting this game to be close, but really because of the the offensive game that we've seen from these two teams. But this really was a defensive duel. And when you have Kyle Shanahan and you have Brock Purdy, who did play a very solid game, I can't say he didn't, no doubt. But George Kittle stepping up to the plate with one of the biggest catches of the playoffs with the with the, the tipped ball, willing to stay concentrated, catch the ball, come down with it, not get contact. That was one of the plays of the game for sure. But absolutely, this is a full credit to the Niners defense continuing to be the best defense in the National Football League. And I'm expecting a great game next week. I'm not sure which way I'm leaning. Uh, of course, I've been riding with Brock, but at the same time, I can I can acknowledge that Philadelphia has looked fantastic. Uh, so this game was disappointing for me personally. I expected a way better showing from the Dallas Cowboys, but I did believe that the Niners would win this game regardless. We have the four best teams in the NFL left in the playoffs. These are the four best rosters. These are, you know, three out of the four best quarterbacks in the league. Brock Purdy is not there quite yet, but when I look at this game, this is what an above-average quarterback does. Dak Prescott gets you to the playoffs. He could win you a playoff game. But at the end of the day, if you don't have the elite of the elites, it's going to be hard to get over that hump. And sure, you could say, yeah, look at Brock Purdy. He's not the elite of the elites, but he has literally everything. He has the elite play caller, the elite weapons, the best left tackle in football and elite mm-hmm. defense. Dak has some of that stuff, but not all of it. So when you don't have that elite status, that quarterback like a Mahomes, like a Burrow, like Jalen Hurts this year, you're going to need everything else to fall in line if you want to reach the top of the top, make conference championships, and make the Super Bowl. I know Cowboys fans right now are pissed off. They're all blaming it on Dak, trade Dak, draft a quarterback, whatever it might be. But this goes back to the situation we had with the Vikings last week. What's your other option? If you move off Dak, fine, go ahead, go crazy, trade Dak. What player are you going to bring in that's going to be better than Dak Prescott? It's not going to happen. You're not going to go out there and get the Rodgers or Lamar. You could wish all you want. Jerry Jones could say all this up from press conferences. Even though he's very supportive of Dak, I'm sure he'll say something in this offseason. that will spark some sort of rumor. But overall, you can't be too upset if you're a Cowboys fan. I mean, this kind of felt like the ceiling for the team all year. I've never been a huge Mike McCarthy fan. I always felt like they were a weapon too sh- weapon or too shy. Their offensive line played well, especially towards the end of the season, but they were battling injuries throughout the year. And what really was the deal breaker in this game was Tony Pollard. I mean, he had a broken fibula. It sucks. Fibula? How do you pronounce that, Drew? Fibula? Fibula? Uh, fibula? Yeah, it's fibula. 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 No, there Paul, we go. It's... Broken fibula. Broken oh fib. It's, it's, fib, it's fibula. Sorry about that. Fibula. Broken fibula. And that sucks because he was the fibula. first fibula. 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 Get a little uh, biology. Um, <laughs> he, he was due for a big payday this offseason. And now with this, this broken leg, I mean, I'm sure he'll get some sort of contract from the Cowboys, but probably not the one he would have gotten if he didn't get hurt. And once he went down, like you mentioned, Joel, it really takes away the explosiveness of this offense. 
because the only other person I look at who could create explosive plays is, is CeeDee Lamb. He had a tremendous game, 10 catches, he almost did. 120 yards. He was phenomenal. But outside of that, there's not really many people you could look at in this Cowboys roster and said, who stepped up today outside of CeeDee Lamb? So overall, this kind of felt like the ceiling for the, the Cowboys. I picked the 49ers. They felt like the better coach team and overall the better roster. I'm excited for next week, 49ers-Eagles. to be a good matchup. Don't let the Cowboys <laughs> off the hook, man. No, this yeah. Is, that, that's, this is a – this was not the ceiling for the Cowboys. This was a disappointing end to the season because mm. if Dak Prescott plays better, they win this game. They need something else, man. They need another weapon. I'm not. A, I think McCarthy is not near the coach Shanahan is. Like, it, it does feel like this is the ceiling, at least offensively. Their defense was phenomenal, right? You you're talking top five in EPA and pass and and run this year. It does they get much better than that. So yeah, defense really showed up. Like, it's Dak. Is like D- Dak Prescott. He has to play well in this situation. This is why you pay him forty nine million dollars. But even still, look at all the the teams remaining. The Eagles have three weapons, two elite weapons and one really good tight end. The Bengals have two elite weapons plus Tyler Boyd. The only really one is just the Chiefs, but they have Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Travis Kelsey. Everyone else has at least two really elite options. The Cowboys just have one. I get it, but Dak didn't play well. Like, if he played well, I under, like I understand this, but him not playing well, you have he has to play better. Mahomes yeah, I mean, played on one both- leg. Mahomes He's an above average. Day. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Even on one leg, Dak he's the is... best quarterback in the league. Joe Burrow <laughs> played in snow. Joe Burrow Dak's played the top average. defense. Joe Burrow played the top defense. He still did his thing. Jalen Hurts played well against the Giants. Although they're, I'm not going to mention them. Their defense. Don't mention the Giants. Don't mention I'm just saying. Like, your quarter, your, your franchise quarterback. quarterback has to play better. That's what I'm saying. Dak Prescott. He's not elite, but he's great, and he needs to play great in that moment. Um. Talk to us, Fred. I think I think those you you let them off the hook a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, but I, I see your points. This Cowboys offense is very stagnant. I mean, I know a couple people in this pod was uh very low on CeeDee Lamb. I'm glad he's ascended into that. I'm a number one guy, I've been telling you that all year. He's he's a dog within himself. Um, he's great. Um <laughs> you know what happened with Cowboys fans, Moran included, not Dells, Moran. Uh, you know what happened with Cowboys fans? You let that Bucks win fool you. You, you let that game <laughs> fool you. Bro said we're going to the Super team, Bowl. Yeah, it's thinking this team was nothing more than what it was. The Cowboys are gonna do what the Cowboys always do. And it starts with Dak. I mean, the defense was amazing. Brock Purdy did not play well. They managed to Limit CMC. When you can do that, that's always an impressive thing to do. Uh, the, the weapons outside of Kittle didn't really have a big, big game. You know, even Kittle, he was limited to a degree. Um, offensively, C.D. Lamb, your number one, came to play. He made a big play after big play. Tony Pollard did go out. That did suck. But even with all of that, you know, Schultz, Schultz not getting had 27 yards. Michael Gallup didn't register a yard all game. All that, you're down, what, six? In, in in close in the clutch moments, down seven. Down it's down, it's up to Dak. Dak threw a back breaking interception. The second one, back breaking. Then he was acting like an NPC towards the late in game, glitching. Don't know what to do. Not making the right decision. It, it, I'm with Joel. It is on Dak. You pay him forty million dollars to win these games. You don't pay him to win against the Bucks. That's why I don't know why you picked them to beat the Niners. You don't pay him for that. You pay him. 
to and I'm not letting you off the hook because you said to go into the Super Bowl. You, <laughs> you cannot get off the hook for that. That was crazy. Okay. It, it was, was crazy. I, I was wrong about that, but you was going Dak, crazy. if Dak Prescott performs, if, the Cowboys if, if, win if, his if game. It, but I should listen, and I've been it highly, is the Niners defense. I've been it is yeah, the Niners defense is, that you is, need but, him to step up against. For sure, but he, he still should have played good. You know, maybe not a great. Okay. Correct. He played good. Okay. He played he terrible. Dak Prescott. You know, I've been highly critical of him all season long because I feel I, I've, made, <laughs> I've made this statement. I've made this statement. There Pre- it is. I've made this there statement before. Dak Prescott on prime time looks a lot like Kirk Cousins. People give Kirk Cousins shit all the and time for it. But this year, but this year he was eleven and zero in one score games. He had the most. Comeback, comeback games in the history of the NFL. He had the largest comeback in NFL history against the Colts. Now the Colts. I know, I know why Drew is laughing, That's right? Drew, Drew laughing. You know, he got his hoodie on, he got his sunglasses on. He's laughing. Probably to drink some early. When we was at the bar at Texas Arizona. Shout out to Hoboken. He's probably still laughing for those drinks. Listen, <laughs> I know why he's laughing because I was critical of Dak, and I thought this would be his moment. And I've been supporting Dak because it's not that I don't like Dak. I want him to have this moment. I do. But here's the difference, Drew. If Dak Prescott plays terrible, I will come on this podcast and say I was wrong about him and well about how he would play about in this game because I still think he's a great quarterback. And I can admit he had a terrible performance. I will not make excuses. You made excuses for Daniel Jones all day long last podcast. No, I did not. Dells, no, I did not. Dells and Joel. Dells and uh, Drew. You, you two are. Joel, you're smart, but I need you to stay out of this. You're biased. Dells and uh, Drew, I, I consider you two very smart human beings. Is this the definition <laughs> of a sociopath? He, <laughs> he criticizes Kirk Cousins Dak. For 17 Yo. weeks, and then the playoffs come. He says, Not Kirk Cousins. That's I'm my riding guy. with them. Kirk, I'm riding with those guys to win this game, knowing him, very critical, knowing that they are not what he thinks they're going to do. That what, What's that? What's the definition of that? Just Is that delusion? It's not, it's not, it's not that I didn't Insanity. think they were going to do it. It's history would have told me Dak would not have stepped up to this play. But you know what? Sometimes you got to say screw history. Screw uh-huh. History would have told me last year the Bengals wouldn't have made it to the Super Bowl. Sometimes you got to say, screw history. And you got to uh-huh. go with your feeling. You know, that's why Dells is 10-0. He went with his logic for the entire playoffs. I went with my feelings. The Vikings over the Giants. The Cowboys over the Niners. In the that AFC, in the AFC, I had the Chargers over the Jags. I mean, they should have won. They blew a crazy lead. You know what I'm saying? And um, I forgot what other one I got wrong. I got another one wrong. But, you know, those are the emotions. And Kirk Cousins, I love Kirk Cousins. I understand the limitations. But ultimately, I'm going to be honest about their performance. Kirk Cousins played well in a wild card. So I'm not going to talk down on Kirk. But this game is just unacceptable from Dak Prescott. I understand, you know, some of it is the 49ers defense. Because I think a lot of times when we analyze these games, we say, like, this guy played bad and that's it. And, you know, we just trash him. But, you know, the Niners defense deserves a lot of respect. You know, Fred Warner took away the entire middle of the field. And you know who the Cowboys' best weapon is? Is C.D. Lamb, and where does he do most of his damage in the middle of the field? It was that one third down play where Fred Warner carried him uh, at, on For that real, bro. route, and Dak Prescott, I thought, threw a really great pass, and C.D. Lamb was very close to catching it. But you know, these are these 50-50 plays. You make them, you don't make them. But Fred Warner took the entire middle of the field away, 
and the way these Niners linebackers can pass off routes, they're so rangy, they're so fast, it's hard to target certain areas. And when C.D. Lamb, who he's a great receiver, there's no doubt. He does most of his damage with his route running, intermediate of the field. He's not a burner. He's not a deep threat. The Cowboys need another receiver. And we've been saying this since the offseason when they lost Amari Cooper. They could have used Amari Cooper this game. And Badly. for me, I'm just wondering, where do the Cowboys go from here? Because this Cowboys team feels a lot like last year's Cowboys team. Their defense improved, for sure. But you need to be more explosive offensively. The offensive line was better to end this year. I don't think that's much of an issue. But Dan Quinn, is he going to get a head coaching job? We don't know. Ezekiel Elliott, you can save about $10 million if you cut him. Do you allocate that to Tony Pollard? They have a ton of unrestricted free agents. It's Dalton Schultz, Tony Pollard, Donovan Wilson, Leighton Vanderash, Connor McGovern, Anthony Brown, Anthony Barr, T.Y. Hilton, Noah Brown, Jonathan Hankins. Well, no, yeah, some guys right there aren't, you know, guys that they'll bring back, but Leighton Vanderash, Dalton Schultz, Tony Pollard, Jonathan Hankins, who was really good against the run today. Connor McGovern, Donovan Wilson, like those are six guys that are key guys on your team. And when you're paying Dak Prescott $49 million, that's what happens when you pay a quarterback. Even though the Niners are a far better roster, you pay that quarterback because you can't, because that quarterback is supposed to overcome certain deficiencies that your roster lacks. So well, right now, doesn't... I'm pretty sure what I saw, sorry, Joel. Uh, right now, what I saw right now is that they were considering tagging Pollard. Tagging Pollard is not the worst idea, in my opinion. I would do that for uh, sure. Especially for the average of what, what running backs are making. That's really not that bad. Um, but it is going to depend on how long he's going to be out with this injury, of course. Uh, if he's going to be ready for the start of the season, then it's a no-brainer. I'm cool with that decision because you need to find a way to get another wide receiver on this team. Whether you want to do that through the draft, I mean, you've had success, of course. But I feel like right now your window is is closing very soon due to the money that you are giving Dak Prescott this mm. defense. It, you, of course you have Michael Parsons. That's someone that you're going to have to pay Trayvon Diggs. That's someone that you're going to have to pay. And Lane Van Der Esch, Of course, this guy was probably the most improved defensive player that they had this year. You're going to want to pay him because there's not many really good middle linebackers that are just going to come into your lap. Of course, Micah allows you that two headed monster of being a little bit of a linebacker. And of course the great pass rusher that he is, but you want Micah to be the pass rusher, especially opposite of Demarcus Lawrence. That is just a duo you don't want to mess with. Lane Van Der Esch gives you that safety blanket on that next level. Of course, this defense really has been the the a, a part of the foundation for Dallas right now. Where I've been very very pra I've been praising Dak Prescott since he's come back from injury. It was really shocking to see Dak perform this poorly, truthfully. So next year, we see the game plan. Supply more weapons. Joel, you mentioned a little earlier. Look at every single team remaining that is not named Kansas City. They are full with a plethora of weapons. CeeDee Lamb, Dolan Schultz, these are two very good options. But one of those is going to want his money very soon, and that's going to have to be Dolan Schultz this upcoming offseason. And then Tony Pollard with a guy who you're not even sure if he's going to be ready for the start of the season with this new injury that he picked up today. So you want to make sure you go and you get Dak that one more true weapon to really solidify this offense, to really 
well round the team more because you already can have the defense show that you can stop one of the most prolific offenses that we've seen this season in San Francisco. Now let's go make that a reality on the opposite side of the ball. And then if you do that, you do supply Dallas, you do supply, excuse me, Dak Prescott with these weapons and he simply can't get it done. Then I'm willing to have these conversation of, do we want to move off of Dak? Do we want to trade Dak? But right now that's not, that's not, an avenue that if I'm a Dallas fan, I want to take because there's no option right now that you're going to have better than Dak Prescott. But if you surround him with the weapons and he can't do it, then we can start to talk. Dak essentially has two years left on his deal where he's getting paid big money. 2023, it's 49 million. And 2024, it's 52 million. Isn't Lamb due next year for money? Like You have to pay Lamb very, very soon. This is like year three. I think they're they're going to accept the fifth year. Got a couple they're of years. Accept yeah. the fifth and, and year, and why, then yeah, and and this is why I'm not a big fan of owners being cheap when you have a window to win. You should have brought back brought back Amari Cooper. You traded him for what a fifth round pick. I'm bad not deal. a I'm not a fan of that. That was a very so, bad trade. Even in you, the moment. might have been the worst trade of the offseason. Yeah, like Lyle Collins, you let him walk out, and he goes to Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. Sour yeah, cap. yeah, I understand. Sour you know cap. what I'm saying, but. We saw the Saints with Drew Brees. They they tried to maximize their window by allocating the cap hits to signing bonuses, and that's how they would, they would create cap space for them. It messes you up in the future long term, and now we see what see the it. Saints are. But if you want to win, and Jerry Jones wants to win badly, and the amount of pressure unnecessarily he puts on this team year after year. I mean, after last week, he said, this team reminds me of the Super Bowl team. I mean, if you're putting all this pressure on them, you're you not supplying them, them with, with all, all the <laughs> oh, talent. Oh, Joel felt them. You felt them, Joel? Felt you, felt, you felt them with that one? Yeah. yeah. Keep a woozy, eh? Keep, keep, um, yeah. keep, keep everyone. Cooper. Yeah, keep everybody. Yeah. No I'm, sure they didn't, I'm sure they didn't think about that. But, ulti- but, but, ultimately, Dak, but ultimately, Dak Prescott, when you pay a quarterback that much money, these other deals that aren't good come back to haunt you. They paid Jalen Smith a couple years ago, and he was never the That's same linebacker. Him. They paid Zeke, which was the biggest mistake, paying Zeke. And we saw, I think, two years into his deal, he already wasn't the same running back. And paying running backs is oftentimes not a good not a good decision. But that $16 million you were paying Zeke could have went to other positions that are more valuable than the running back position. And support to remember that uh, Schultz got tagged last offseason. They were trying to work out a long-term deal. They couldn't. So this offseason, it's not like you're not going to be able to tag him again because it's like 150% above the average. You'd be paying him a ridiculous amount of money. So you obviously only have one franchise tag per season. Probably goes to Pollard. But it's not like it's a foregone conclusion. They get a long-term deal done with Schultz, who was their second-best weapon this entire season. That's an excellent I'm sure point. there's going to be teams that want Don Schultz. Dolan Schultz oh, is going to sure. be yes, the, the premier tight end. This, so they're going to be in competition with other teams, no doubt. Yeah, I'm not sure if the Cowboys' window has, is, is closing or if it was ever open, but you could lose your OC. You could lose your DC. Your weapons are going to get worse offensively. Your defense most likely is going to get worse also just because yeah. losing Dan Quinn is going to hurt, and he really turned this defense around. I, I don't know. It just It, it just feels like... Two years from now, the right decision might be to move on from Dak. Is there any way the Cowboys do draft a quarterback? They have the 26th pick in the draft. I'll say this. No. I'm just going to immediately nip that in the butt. I don't think Round that's one, a reality. Maybe not. Round I'll two, see Kellen Moore. I'll see Kellen Moore getting fired before I see Dak, Dak's heir apparent get drafted this year. 
I mean, Kellen Moore, another one that we can't let off the hook today. He did not draw up a great game plan. Yes, Dak did not execute first and foremost. But other than that, there was nothing really extravagant of, about these plays that were drawn up. But that also does stem from the fact that Tony Pollard was removed from this game. And, of course, that, that makes things skewed a, a little bit, no doubt. But still not a great performance from Kellen Moore. So I, was, I would see Kellen Moore getting fired before I see Dak's heir apparent get drafted this year. There's a possibility second, third round. I mean, Hand the, Patriots were, the Patriots were drafting quarterbacks with, with Brady fucking every two yeah. or three years they were drafting quarterbacks. So just because you even take one in the second and third round doesn't necessarily yeah. mean like you're looking to replace them, but you got to look for the future or possibly a cheaper option at some point. Yeah, I think they probably go the receiver route or maybe Bijan and they don't bring back Pollard. I don't know, you know, but Jordan Addison, I think they can go that route. It would be really smart for them to do. Now, 12 straight postseason appearance that the Cowboys have failed to reach the conference championship game. I was texting Pee Wee before we got on the Zoom, and he's waiting for this recap to come out, and he wanted us to cover the Cowboys. So Prayers for Pee Wee, man. I hope this was this was good enough for Pee Wee talking he's about a, the Cowboys. He's a Cowboys fan. He's a, yeah, Cowboys he's a fan, Cowboys yeah. fan. He was a Bears fan. What he a wants trick. Lamar Jackson. He wants Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I, I, I did beat that. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Fucking 25 other franchises. So this is an interesting stat, and we're going to end off the Cowboys talk with this. Tony Romo, 2-4 and four playoff record. 0 and 3 uh -oh. in the divisional round. Dak uh -oh. Prescott, 2 and 4 playoff record. 0 and 3 in the divisional round. Carrying on the legacy of failure in the playoffs. Throw <laughs> some respect on Tony Romo's name for the love of God. Des caught it. All right. That's not on him. Yeah. All right. I'm glad there's silence. <laughs> what about Dak Prescott in yeah, 2016 versus the Packers? Hey, that's another one that I tried to give him credit for, and you said, "Yeah, you lost it. Doesn't matter." No, I never, I never, I never did not give him credit for that. It was just like one of the rare moments where he stepped up to the plate in, in a debut, formidable yeah. debut, and then it against the, the Rams too. It was Excuse me, not against round, the Rams, right? against the Seattle. Seahawks. He was yeah. very good. It was against the um, it was in a divisional round, right? Twenty sixteen. Yeah. Okay. So wow. So both had chances to make the conference championship. Both came up very short. But, yeah, I don't know. It's very odd that a team has franchise quarterbacks and you're not able to make a championship game. I mean, the Jets made it with Mark Sanchez. This Brock Purdy run feels a lot like Mark Sanchez. It's just Sanchez. these teams are incomplete. Six over Last year. Sanchez some credit. Yeah, no, for sure. Last no, year, was, the team yeah, was, he was incomplete. Amazing. Last year, the team was incomplete on the defensive end, and even still, the offense didn't really execute to its maximum potential. This year, team was kind of incomplete on offense. You would have liked to have another guy. Tony Pollard goes out. The offensive line, yes, it did play well, but really was banged up. Uh, I mean, th this team needs to be – this roster needs to be filled out in, in more places than I think fans want to admit. Cincinnati Bengals, second straight AFC Championship game appearance they're about to head into against KC, a rematch of last season. They won 24-10. Mm -hmm. to 27? <laughs> Wasn't it 27-10? Was it? It might have been 27 to 10. Well, 24 to 10, 27 to 10, one of those. Yeah, Dells. Can you fact check that for me, please? I think he's right. It was a 17 point. 20, uh, yeah, 27 10. Okay, they beat them 27 to 10. <laughs> this was never in doubt. Who they say <laughs> gonna beat them, Bengals? Who they? Who they? I well, want to hear from Mr. I Brown. Had, I had I had my Cowboys jersey on. I mean, my Cowboys shirt on last pod. I also had the Bengals beanie. Now, you're disgusting. The Bengals, I really thought, dominated this game. 
They got off to a 14-0 lead, touchdown to Jamar Chase, touchdown to Hayden Hurst. And you look at their scoring drives, six plays, 10 plays, 14 plays, 12 plays. Joe Mixon, first drive of the second half, he has a touchdown. They were able to run the ball very well. And this game was basically what happens when one team has a potent offense around him versus where you don't have it. Joe Burrow, yes, he's great. He's the second best quarterback in the NFL. The way he commands the line of scrimmage, he's calling out protections. This offensive line is three backups. Yes, you got great weapons, but Joe Burrow just does things that other quarterbacks can't do. They're able to run the ball effectively. And that is something that took a lot of pressure off of Joe Burrow and this offense throughout the game. And something I mentioned in the preview was that the Bills don't disguise their defense like the Ravens. These big plays are going to be there for the Bengals, and they created more explosive plays. And the Bills and Josh Allen, I thought Josh Allen played fine. You know, there were some throws you probably wanted back, but ultimately he has Russell Westbrook-level usage. To, to his team, he is the entire offense. I understand Stephon Diggs is great, but outside of him, there isn't a weapon that teams game really game. have to... No, Not he definitely shows up in big games, but outside of Stephon Diggs, there isn't a weapon you have to fully respect. They don't have a run game, and I think that hurts them the most because I think with this cast of weapons, they can get away with it because it's not bad. You know, it's good. It's I think, it. you know, Stephon Diggs makes it great, but you got to have a solid and, and consistent running game, and that's what the, what the Bills don't have. They just can't run the ball, and I thought that this other stat was it represented and summarized how the game went. Time to throw versus pressure rate. Burrow, 2.5 seconds time to throw, 21.6% pressure rate. Josh Allen, 3.2 time to throw, and 39.5 pressure rate. Josh Allen was holding onto the ball much longer. Therefore, he was getting pressured more. Joe Burrow was letting the ball go quick. And Joe Burrow has already played behind the bad offensive line for two seasons now. He already knows the ins and outs and what he has to do. And that clock in his head is already there for him to know, you know, when I have to let go of this ball. But 31st down to 18, 100 more yards of rushing. The Bills are just not a complete roster. And I think the Bengals are are more complete. And that's why I think the Bengals won this game. And Mr. I, Brown, I, I want to hear from you. I, I wanted to sorry, – sorry to cut you off, Drew, but no, – No, you're 100% season, right. It was Jordan, Jordan. MVP, Super Bowl MVP, the ring. It was everything. He's got the Funko. You got to ride with your guys, man. Divisional round L to the Bengals. Oh, Bengals? Riv was talking spicy after this L. Listen, I don't duck smoke. I was talking crazy all year, you know, because I, you know, I believe in my guy. You know, Josh Allen, he's still top three, top four quarterback in the world. That's never denying up. I think what this what this matchup showed to me is that Josh Allen, the difference between Josh Allen and Joe Burrow is the brain. Joe Burrow is the smartest quarterback in the NFL. He's just a different breed when it comes to pre-snaps, you know, able to analyze the defense. Josh Allen, I think, is still a little bit raw in that department. I think, and Joel, you mentioned it. He, You rely on him so much to be the runner, to be the big play guy. And the reason why he's holding on to the ball so much is because Gabe Davis takes 35 minutes to get separation. So when Stephon <laughs> Diggs is covered so much, he has to wait a long time for him to get separation. Um, there's just so many holes with this Bills the, uh, team. I don't think Josh Allen played bad. I don't think he played great. He was okay. But when your offensive line is breaking down every single play, 
when your receivers can't get open, and then also you're missing some shots. It's tough, and then your defense can't stop anything or anybody on the other side. It just was a tough, especially in your home. You know, they haven't lost a home game in the playoffs, so that one sucks. You know, you had pretty much all the advantages. You know, the Bengals had no defensive or no offensive line pretty much. This game definitely showed Devon Miller one really hurt because he, you know, you think Greg Russo, Ed Oliver would create impact. They practically did nothing all game. Matt Milano, he did not show up. The secondary was awful. This was just a complete collapse from start to finish, from the top to bottom, from coach to player, offense, defense. They just collapsed. And the Bengals showed they were the better team, the more disciplined team. I do think this offseason has to be a lot of question marks because now this is year three. You done lost to the Chiefs twice. You lost to the Bengals. The Bengals are going to continue to get better. The Chiefs are going to be here. What are you going to do? You know, are you going to fix these holes in your roster? I mean, the Jaguars are on their way. What is Cleveland going to look like? What if Lamar stays in Baltimore? This isn't something I think for right now you have to you have to realize as a Bills fan, this isn't something you can disguise anymore. I mean, you're predictable at this point. They know what you're going to do. Josh Allen has to improve. The offense has to get better. You have holes at the receiver. You have holes on the line. You have holes on the defense. Your secondary is damn near naked at this point. You need some guys out there, too. You need some depth. So for, a, a you know, a team with this many holes, you know, Josh Allen mitigates a lot of things, but this one he just could not do. And unfortunately, this MJ year, just just after week six, it just failed miserably. <laughs> I, think, I think I jinxed him, but it, it just got bad from week six. After that jet scare, man, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I thought the, the Miami game was, I thought the Miami game, I thought it was bounced. The bounce back was rolling. Like, the one in Buffalo, I thought it was going to roll up. Life, you know what I'm saying? But Eagles Nation, fly, Eagles fly. <laughs> Must be nice. Go ahead, Joe. A big credit to the Bengals' offensive line today to have a bunch of their key guys to go out and for them to play the way that they played. A big credit to them. They were amazing. I be, I thought a big part of this game for the Bills was to get pressure on Joe Burrow, make him feel make him feel uncomfortable in that pocket. And he there was just not a single snap where I felt like Joe Burrow was uncomfortable. They did a fantastic job, and of course, if you're going to give Joe Burrow the time to to sit, let plays develop, he's going to execute. Joel already mentioned it. He didn't even need all that time. He saw the field. He made the play happen. He was very decisive. Moved the ball down the field. But I feel like the biggest difference in the game for me and it was pretty obvious, was the difference in run game, where the snow was a huge factor. Both teams were relatively limited in the past game. Of course, the weather was the reason for that. But why one team was able to dominate the offensive side of the ball was because they have the better and more skilled rushing attack. Joe Mixon had over 100 yards. He was basically the motor that really got this team going for sure. In my opinion, Joe Mixon was very crucial in this game. And then looking to the other side with the Buffalo bills, where you don't even have a guy eclipse 30 rushing yards. I mean, Josh Allen, Riv, you said it very perfectly too. This guy has had to do essentially everything for this offense and why he is so valuable to this team is because not, not only is he the key passer to this team, but of course he's also the key rusher. And when he's not on, then you're really screwed on that aspect. So why Cincinnati was able to confuse the, the Bills' defense also was because if you're not stopping Joe Mixon, what makes you think you're going to stop the play action? What makes you think you're going to stop Joe Burrow from hitting these passes and moving the ball downfield? Once Joe Mixon's on, this Bengals team is really unstoppable, at least offensively. I think next week will be an exciting matchup. 
I personally find it hard to see Mahomes losing again to Joe Burrow. I mean, he loses. It's a huge hit on his legacy, in my opinion. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Mahomes hater. That's just truth. <laughs> this seems this guy probably is your kryptonite if you can't beat him at this point. They're going to have 20 um, more matchups. Like Tom Brady was the pain? Uh, in the AFC Championship, Peyton Manning is 3-1 against Tom Brady. So if you want to take that, oh, take that right there and throw it you away. You know, Drew, I saw a stat. You know Mahomes and Peyton have been to the same amount of conference championships? Damn. Yeah, listen, and my boy has That's two championships. My boy has two championships. One Pan played one. bad in that first Super Bowl. That's a, I mean, he was Mahomes MVP. Says one at twenty-seven. <laughs> he got he got very fortunate. He got very fortunate that he faced Jimmy G. I mean, Payne did face Rex Grossman. So, yeah. but that defense was all world. That defense was a world from the Bears that year. Oh man, Rex right, Grossman to uh, tie up with all of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think. Uh, this was an interesting game. Uh, first of all, I was very wrong about the Bengals coming into the season. Last year, I had them as a fluke. I did not think Joe Burrow could ever reach this height of quite literally being a top three, top two quarterback. I mean, I put the poll out right after the game. I said, QB1's Mahomes. Who's QB2? I got 1,200 votes. 85% said Joe Burrow over Josh Allen. Coming into this season, that was not the case. Burrow was – he was nine for me, I think, and some people's top fives like Mr. Moran over here. But for the most part, everyone had him as a rounded top ten quarterback. This year he's really taken that step. And, I mean, there, there's a lot of things that, that goes into this game. First of all, I think we could have a conversation about Sean McDermott. Um, he's a great coach, without a doubt. But I think he's gotten outcoached three times by McDaniel against Miami. And I thought this game wasn't great either. I'm sorry if I got cut off right there, but this game wasn't Not great yet. either. You guys, just, you guys just aren't moving, so I got confused for no, a second. Um, so for, at one point when you have that defensive coach, you would expect them to step up, right? You see McDaniel with, especially that playoff game with Skylar Thompson, they almost won that game. And then this game where you're at home, it's snowing, you're in Buffalo, you have the crowd going crazy, one of the hardest places to play. You feel like you should have all the momentum and everything going your way, and you come up short. And I don't want to discredit the Bengals by saying, oh, this is on McDermott or anything. No. I mean, Joe Burrow, I think he has the best terms of processing speed in the NFL. He goes from one, two, three, four to his check down quicker than anybody in the league right now. And the fact that at any play, almost never do the Bengals have a negative play. Because all the time, if they're running the ball, if not, they're passing it. And Joe Burrow is finding the check down, whether it's Hurst, P. Ryan, Mixon, they're gaining at least three or four yards. I mean, that first two drives, it didn't take till they got into the red zone of their second drive until they faced a third down. That's because they're constantly keeping ahead of the sticks. Joe Burrow is constantly getting the ball out on time and his playmaker's hands. I said it last week. When they're in th- third and ten, it feels like a lot of teams third and fours. Part of that has to do with having elite outside weapons who can straight up win one-on-one and we get the ball. It's damn near impossible to take them down with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. But a lot of that has to do with Joe Burrow, his ability to read the defense, recognize who has one-on-one coverage, get the ball to his playmakers, and let them do the work. Quarterbacking, some guys make it look hard. Some guys make it look easy. Joe Burrow makes the quarterback position look extremely easy. You mentioned it, Riv. He might be the best mental quarterback in the game right now. Obviously, physically, I still don't think he's like the guys like Josh Allen, Mahomes, and Herbert. But when you're that advanced mentally, you can make up for that. So shout out to the Bengals. It's going to be a really good game next week. The fact that Mahomes has that high ankle sprain definitely makes this more difficult than if he was 100%. Because the way he looked against um, this past weekend against um, 
the Jaguars, it's not going to be the same against playing the Cincinnati Bengals. This team yeah. beat them, three-game win streak. This isn't the Jaguars with a year two Trevor Lawrence. It's the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a lot different. It's going to be exciting week next, uh, next week. Burrow's QB2. This, this was the game for Solidified? Me. Yeah, Solidified? But I, I think... He's over your boy? I think, yeah, yeah, you know, I, my boy's still QB3. That's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with being QB3. I, yeah. I, think, I think it's interesting, though, because Justin Herbert blew a 27, you know, not he, but, you know, he blew a 27-point lead in the first round. Josh Allen gets destroyed in the second round. Both guys, we think, all consensus top four guys in the league. I think it's interesting that both guys, QB3s and QB4s, coming in the next year, how can they, because we used to have them QB2s and QB3s, how can they bounce back from pretty much embarrassing losses in the playoffs as where Burrow in Mahomes last two years have been just continuously climbing, continuously when, climbing. So it's, it's going to be – getting to the conference championships, they're going to get into Super Bowls. I mean, that, at this yeah. point, when you're this close at the top, like it really comes down to in the playoffs, who's winning these games? Because even – I mean, it's a little bit different, like – for example, like Justin Herbert didn't really have as great of a game. I mean, he, he was fine, right? But he didn't have like this game where he put up 300 yards, three touchdowns, did all this. Like a lot of that was five turnovers. It would be a different conversation if Herbert went out there and just balled out. He had a good game, but it wasn't something like that was over the top that could be like, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't just because of the defense or Herbert or whatever. But like I think a lot of it's going to have to do in the playoffs in the biggest moments. That's why we have Burrow two right now. If Josh Allen would have won that game, I don't think anyone is saying Burrow two. is two. He won that game. Mahomes is Mahomes. That's why he's number one. Allen Lamar creeping right there. They just got to get there. Lamar is banged up. Obviously, Hurts is phenomenal. I mean, talented lead. I mean, I, I think, think it's fair yeah. to have. I apologize, Joel. I just want to get this thought off real quick. I think it's fair to put Joe Burrow as the second best quarterback in the league for sure. I just don't want us to forget last year when Josh Allen walked off the field, he left the field winning against the Kansas City Chiefs, who, yes, of course, they did end up losing to the Bengals, and Joe Burrow did end up going to the Super Bowl. And this year, it's a little bit different. Joe, uh, Josh Allen definitely was not as crisp, as clean as we were expecting him, as polished as we were expecting him to be from last to this year. Um but I do want us to remember how he did feel against Kansas City last year because what we saw from Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes last year in that game was two quarterbacks at their best, giving everything they had and going tit for tat, not giving an inch. And so I understand that, yes, Joe Burrow has been fantastic. If you want to have him as the number two quarterback in the league, I'm fine. Right now I'm starting to teeter that way also. He shut, he shut up a lot of people. And he, when you win, it's very, so it's very Herbert? easy to shut. Oh no, no! I mean, if you want to have him as the number two guy, that's fine. Right now, he's winning ball games. Hey, I'm taking the L on that one. That's fine. I could take the L as a man, no doubt. Yeah, you have a Herbert or two? No, no. I mean, right now, if you want to say skill wise, talent wise, no, is, is he I'm flipping? Taking, is he flipping? I don't know. Oh I don't know. I'm ask, I don't know. I literally, I don't I'm taking know. Herbert ten times out of ten, but I'm saying oh, if you want to have Joe Burrow, ten. You, <laughs> Talent wise, I'm taking Herbert. Take it easy. Talent only matters. When does so that? Much, when, but, but like, like when, when are you gonna just I mean, decide? How many people take... have told you that Aaron, you're taking Aaron Rodgers? Why are you taking Aaron Rodgers? Because of what? Aaron Rodgers or Brady? Who's, who's taking Aaron Rodgers over Brady? No, you take who's Not more Brady. talented? The answer is Aaron Rodgers, and people will still say that Aaron Rodgers deserves Those to be in that conversation. People don't but, like it's, but it's also <laughs> different when we're talking about the with the goat. We're talking Tom Brady. Tom Brady's number one in this situation. Mahomes is number one. 
Burrow still hasn't won anything. You just tweeted sure. Burrow was the second best quarterback in the NFL on Twitter. Of, no. today. Okay, that tweet got off, no doubt. <laughs> that was low. He said that tweet got off. <laughs> that tweet, he got caught. Man, now nah, it's so funny when y'all realize that flipping aside is a common occurrence. And no, I'm really not flipping. I mean, Herbert. What do you mean? You just said great. he's number two. And you, and just, you just said he. You would take him ten times out of ten. You got How going? Crazy no, all right, take it easy. Burr over Herbert last week. Nah, no, listen, no, no, no. You said I said for the future. Right now, where we stand. In the future, longevity. I've taken Herbert. I've been on the Herbert side. Who's better no right doubt. now? Who's better right now? You act like they're all not young. Yeah, like bro, these top guys. Are well, exactly why they're going to be together like, for. You know, they're going to be together for years. Is, uh, exactly why that statement that I'm making is completely valid. Listen, Herb this is, is um. Four, I really don't want to get into the they, they time too much. Herb is QB four, bro. QB four. Okay, if you want, again, if you want to have that opinion, I'm fine with it. Joe Burrow's winning games. It's an easy defense for him, no doubt. He definitely has a strong claim. Look, for me, I, I don't like getting into this quarterback debate too much because I like all these these quarterbacks. I'm a Mahomes yeah. oh, guy. We know, we, I love we know you're the Mahomes. Burrow. I like Allen. I like Herbert. Okay. I like all of them. And the, the you're truth, not an Allen guy. The Wait, truth, no. You're not an Allen guy. <laughs> You're not. No, it's just it's Whatever. just Brady. I'm not a fan. And, 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 and Joe Burrow. I, I I think he's a great quarterback. I like I like watching him. Dells, Dells, because he likes to bring up the Dak stuff, but he doesn't tell oh y'all about goodness. how he picked the offensive lineman over Josh Allen to win an MVP in his second season. In his second he season, he was putting Dar- Sam Darnold over Josh, Josh Allen. Broke out his third year. That. Josh Allen broke out his third year in his second season. After exactly. after Josh Allen's first two seasons, people thought he wasn't gonna be a starter yeah. in the league. Let's stop. Yeah, let's just, come on. Let, let's chill on that. Let's chill on that. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is that the truth of the matter is, when it comes to these quarterbacks that are so great and play at an elite level, situation matters entirely. Justin Herbert, his situation was was garbage. Josh Allen is the entire offense. I love That's Joe. Not garbage. I Justin Herbert had one of the worst offensive lines in the league. They could not run the ball. Their receivers were injured all season long. They still made the playoffs. Their defense was hurt. And his play callers made. His play caller was bad. Garbage, me, garbage is nuts. Joe Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is the second best quarterback in the league for me. And I, I've been said it for like I think it's already been like half the season. I've been saying this now since he started hot. I want to say this about Burrow because I love Burrow and I want to finish off my last thought by saying that situation matters entirely. And Joe Burrow as of right now is in a better situation. It's not taking anything away from me because he's great and he's still my second best quarterback, but this, and it was funny coming from you, Dales, you called out Riff for MJ and you wanted to, you didn't want to take the huge L like, yeah, yeah, I was wrong about the Bengals. Yeah. Let's, let's move on from that. You slept on Joe Burrow. <laughs> you slept I, think, on I, think Joe I, Burrow. I think I said that. I think that was my first, the first thing I said. Bengals fluke. I mean, it, it's not just that you said it was a fluke. It's the disrespect. And you know what? I'm not even going to go at you about that, Dells, because you threw shots after week one. The the fluke is happening. After they started off 0-2, and oh, my gosh, I remember you, Dells, when they lost to the Dallas Cowboys. I remember you, Dells. I'm going to let you off the hook here because I'm a great friend. But most importantly, because I, I got wanna, more W's on you. I want to I want to put the attention on a guy who deserves it right now. That's Joe Burrow. I mean, what we're seeing this guy do is unprecedented. He came off an ACL injury his rookie season. One comeback player of the year. In the last two seasons, he's led the NFL in passer rating. He won the Bengals, the AFC North, for the first time since 2015. He has five playoff wins. You want to know how much playoff wins the Bengals had before he came to Cincinnati? 
in 52 years, five playoff wins. Joe Burrow has led the Bengals to two straight AFC championships. He led them to the Super Bowl in his second season starting, coming off a reconstructed knee. I mean, Joe Burrow is doing something historical. He has the most playoff wins by a first overall pick quarterback in the first three seasons. What he's doing right now is historically great, and he's totally changed around the Bengals franchise right now. And that's why I fell in love with him. I mean, this was something that I knew from the beginning. I got his LSU card. I got a Bengals shirt. Oh, love talking about that card. I got a Bengals beanie. Yeah, because I got it when he was at LSU, and I know he was going to be a dog. Look at my old tweets from 2019. The Bengals <laughs> are the perfect situation for Joe Burrow to turn around, and he's done just that. He deserves so much praise and so much respect, and you're right. Next game is going to be difficult. I still don't know what side I'm going to go with that, but Both Joe your Burrow is the man. Yeah. And, and shout out. The Bengals and Bills, that game was not close. No. It was not close. Like it the 49ers not. and Cowboys. Great game. You know, you could you could make the argument Cowboys could have won. This game did not feel close at all. The Bengals were just a better team. Joe Burrow quarterbacked a better game. And I know that these last two games, stats-wise, they're not eye-popping for Burrow. But this is kind of the pushback I had for you last season when you didn't think the playoff run was that impressive. Well, the the opponents were far inferior. No, for sure. But it's more about how Joe Burrow manages the game and understands situations and understands what mistakes he can't make in such certain situations. He does not throw that interception Dak Prescott threw in the red zone. He does not make that mistake. He understands situations at such a high level, and I think that's what makes him so great. And shout out to Zach Taylor, because we've given Zach Taylor a lot of shit on this podcast. He came out with a great game plan, executed to perfection. I think they had nine total yards of penalties as well, like completely buttoned up, the better team from snap one, drive one. Shout out to Zach Taylor, who – I was definitely questioning, which was part of the reason why I didn't know if the Bengals could do this again because I didn't think they had a, a you know top tier head coach. But Zach Taylor is coaching his ass off right now. You know, I could you guys could say all you want about me and Joe Burrow. I've never doubted the Bengals. I've given them their respect. So here we are again against Kansas City, and yes, I do feel like Kansas City will win for the sole fact that Mahomes cannot he cannot lose this game. He cannot allow himself to have someone have something over him that's not named Tom Brady. And if it's uh, Joe Burrow, then then people know. start to flirt with conversations that I don't know if Joe Burrow is ready for. But you can still acknowledge and appreciate what Joe has done until this point. Had an amazing regular season. Is continuing in the postseason. And Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow has turned into to the real Mr. January. January Joe. Really looks at like that, bro. They're going to have like – 15 more matchups in a play. Like they're going to have so many more matchups. That, like, you don't, you don't think like, oh, all right, I don't all right. I'm going to, I'm going to strongly disagree with this statement for the sole fact of you don't think Mahomes, who is a competitor in by himself. You're going to tell me that he doesn't see Joe Burrow and realize that this guy has his number the way yeah, that no, Josh sure. Allen sees Mahomes sure. and says, it's not this guy has my legacy, number. Though. But yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't think it's like Mahomes all of a sudden isn't this fucking amazing out of this world quarterback because he's losing a Joe Burrow. The the standard is that Mahomes is the best of this group, and there's no one that can touch him. That's the conversation. If 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 Joe Burrow comes next week and beats Mahomes in the AFC Championship for a second straight year, 
there will be people trying to have this conversation that it should not be there. Yeah. And That's knowing the competitor it. that Mahomes is, it's not going to sit right with him. People well, had Mahomes, me included, coming into this well, year. Listen, I was that, that's wrong. because, yeah, for sure. You know, and I think, um, I don't think his legacy you is going to take a hit. Over Mahomes coming into the year. <laughs> Dak, Dak Prescott, this was a legacy game for him today. And he played like shit. Patrick Mahomes can lose a game. It, it matters about how you perform. That's why I, I don't hold these losses against these quarterbacks. If Mahomes performs great, he loses. That's not a knock. You know, that's why Matt Ryan, I will never knock him for losing 2016. Never. What's, never. What's Mahomes, what's Mahomes' end goal in your guys' opinion right now? Go. To become the greatest of all time, yeah. right? He already is that. You cannot have another player <laughs> eat while it's your time to ascend to being the greatest of all time. LeBron, LeBron let it happen all the time. You're LeBron. LeBron has a losing record in the finals. If you, if you want to say that, but you also, because, Mr., I'm going to use your perfect line, you got to add context to that, of course, where You're Kevin Durant did join the Golden State Warriors, uh, and that also allowed championships to go elsewhere where maybe they shouldn't have. But in this situation specifically, it's all happening prior to him even getting to the Super Bowl. Dirk won. Kawhi won. It wasn't just Steph. Why did we lie here? But again, that was the run of Kawhi dominance that LeBron was ready to go on. LeBron wasn't going to lose from there on out. But if you want to say Kawhi won, won twice. Right, let's please stop. James please Harden stop. won in 2018. The first one. Kawhi won twice. Dirk is the one that I sit with and I say, you got it. Uh, the Spurs The Spurs won. What, about, what else is there to say other than the Heat just were simply not on their level? The Suns made it to the finals on LeBron's watch. You beat them in the first said, round. You said people can't eat on Mahomes' watch. Like, he ain't just go five for five in the AFC. Like, he just went to the AFC. Champions. No, he's gone That's to five straight. He's only gone to two Super Bowls. He's lost two. He's yeah, but I'm two. saying like that, that's a well, bad two for two, my bad. Because people have Aiden in LeBron's watch. Like people eat religiously on LeBron's watch. That's a and LeBron is still your go. That's a bad argument. Okay, but LeBron but also at that statement, LeBron still has four championships. That's no no quarterback that's on that's with Mahomes has one. Burrow don't have one. Uh Herbert don't have yeah. one. Apple no, absolutely. Oh, Riv, what you're saying is facts. Again, yeah, I'm with you. I think Mahomes still has it and he's gonna be comfortable. And my whole thing is if he loses this game, there will be people having this conversation unjustifiably. I'm just well, saying that that's say, going to be the facts. I'm yeah. letting you know that's the truth. I will say that winning two Super Bowls in the NFL is like winning four championships in the NBA. Okay. The the list for quarterbacks that have won two Super Bowls is very it's a very exclusive and short list. It's the top dogs. Yeah, it's the very top of the top. You know, Tom Brady's just a far outlier and everything. That's like Bill Russell in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, it's like and Bill no, Russell in the NBA. Again, I, I'm not disagreeing with that statement either. No way. The rings is is why Tom Brady will never be touched. But again, my whole thing is Mahomes has a bigger vision. If and Mahomes of course, loses this game, do you put Joe Burrow number one? No, absolutely not. I, I mean, have, are you guys listening to what I'm saying? I, I'm trying to, but you're kind of going back and forth. I, I want to finish by, off wait. on this. <sighs> All right, I, I I just don't want to come across misconstrued here. All I'm saying is simply, if he loses, it's going to hurt people. Are, of course, yes. People are going to look at it and and qu- start to question Mahomes when they shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where the back and forth is. That's valid. That's valid. Josh Allen. He didn't have the best game. I thought he played all right. 265 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, 68 passer rating. The Bills, four for 12 on third down. 
they had four rushing first downs compared to the Bengals 13. You know, the Bengals were just a better team than them. I, I feel like we have this conversation every year with the Bills because it's exactly the issue with the Bills every single year. The only thing the Bills really need to do is get a running game. They have been unable Dijon. to get that. I think that for the last three seasons, we have been saying the Bills need a running game. You don't think they need a new defense to scheme? I, I will say this. This is Micah Hyde was injured. Yeah. Jordan Poyer's playing through injury. He's been injured all year, though. Trey White was not able to bounce back from his injury this year. And it's on short notice, so it's understandable. Yeah. Von Miller losing him was a huge loss, and that changed around their defense. They have invested pieces into the secondary. Kyer Elam was a first-round pick. Teron Johnson is one of the better slots in the game. If this defense is healthy and you have Micah, you have Jordan, Trey White is back to playing at, at his level. Teron Johnson, Kyrie Elam takes a step up. If Von Miller is healthy, I still like the defense a lot. I do. You just need to make this game easier for Josh Allen because he's a number two receiver. For the love of God, let's stop the Gabe Davis hype, the Shakir hype, the Cole Beasley. Like, go out there, get him a T. Higgins type, a Smitty type. Like, get him a real dog at wide receiver too, and then draft mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson and win Super Bowls. It's not that complicated. The the Bills to me. Showcase their flaws against the Bengals. No great wide receiver outside of Diggs. They can't run the ball. Their offensive line is average at best. And this isn't a very talented offensive group, like you mentioned mentioned it. Stephon Diggs is the only guy you look at, and he's great, and he's elite. That's like the Ravens with, like, Mark Andrews. I think Gabe Davis is better than, like, any second receiver on the Ravens and stuff that are healthy currently. But Gabe Davis is number three. He's a deep threat. He can occasionally beat the defense over the top. Bro, you you disrespect the Gabe Davis, bro. I may, I may have even been, with the two extra games, listen, less than a thousand yards. Listen, listen, Ooh, yeah. with with all that due res, with with all due respect, I was high on Gabe Davis, no doubt. But you were you were so low on Gabe Davis that we kind of meet at the middle. Gabe Davis was more so on the middle of both of our spectrums. I literally after week one called him a deep threat wide receiver three. He had eight hundred plus <laughs> yards this year. I'm a Josh Allen led offense as a clear number two option. You said you you said that he had like eleven hundred yards. As you the said you, you said he was going to have you said he was going to have five hundred yards. You said you you doubted yeah, that he has more than eight hundred. I mean, five hundred his first two years in the league. So I mean, we bet at a thousand yards receiving for sure. But Gabe Davis dealt with the ankle injury early on in the season. I'm Played just saying. Sixteen games. I'm just saying the the you were very you were so low and disrespectful to Gabe Davis, and I was so high on him. That's it's more in the middle. Or we meet I our spectrum. A, I called him a deep threat wide receiver three. But their offense is sloppy when it's just all one guy. So it's just Josh Allen. And that, that's why I don't get into these conversations about, you know, trying to disrespect Josh Allen in terms of the quarterback ranking spectrum. Everybody's going to talk about these turnovers. They're going to talk about um, how he played. He didn't play the greatest in his two playoff games. But ultimately, you got to look at the context. And the context is that he's the entire offense. And you, you it's not sustainable in the playoffs. Teams win championships, not individual players. He's a James Harden in the NFL, bro. He may not win. I hate that for you. His time, his time in the sun will be there. I, I think the the Bills franchise realizes that what they have to do, at least. I mean, the the idea of trading for DeAndre Hopkins has to be in their mind. B. John Robinson, of course, that's another one that has to be in their mind. Yeah. They they tried though. They got Cook. He's you know we we want him to be. 
true. We want him to start next year, but is he the guy? You know, they they drafted Khalil Shakir, but it's like he's you know like so like they're they're trying. But it just hasn't been capitalizing for them. That's why you just gotta go get. You just gotta go get a baller. Sometimes you can't just draft. Yeah. You know they they've missed on Singletary's all right. Zach Moss he was a miss. James Cook. You know they've invested into the running back position. It just hasn't panned tried. out. Yeah, they've invested. They it just tried. hasn't panned out. Just like the Ravens, you know, they've invested into a wide receiver position with draft picks. Rashad Bateman, Hollywood Brown, second round pick. Hollywood's a hit, though. Hollywood was a hit. He wasn't a solidified number one. That's what they needed. He shouldn't have. I mean, if he was great enough, they would have paid him. It can't be a hit if you got traded. Yeah, if he was an elite wide receiver, they would have paid him, no doubt. Uh, Well, it can be a hit. I mean, was A.J. Brown not a hit? He He was traded. AJ Brown's better than Hollywood Brown, though. Absolutely, but that, I'm just making sure that that it's known that word. That's what I'm saying. The statement's not really all there, especially a lot, for a lot the of fact guys. That, a lot of receivers been traded. Hollywood. Uh, AJ This is gonna do it for our divisional round recap. We'll be going live Tuesday at seven o'clock Eastern time to give our predictions for the AFC Championship and NFC Championship game. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this reaction and this recap to what happened tonight. It's going to be late. The time is going to be uploaded, but we're staying up late. It's one in the morning right now. We're still recording. Yes, sir. Yeah. So thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you guys next time. This is BJ Kissel from KC Sports Network. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as our shows, are a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. It's something we've actually done locally with our network in Kansas City as well. We're all stronger together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised more than $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now, they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which will in turn help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be a part of the BlueWire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire.